What's up? All right. So this is our first time podcasting, I think, since January 19th, 2021. And, th- and this is episode 99 because the last one was episode 98. Oh, shit. Okay. So okay. We're, we're at a milestone. So, so, okay. So mm-hmm. To put this into perspective of how long we've been doing this, if we had started this podcast in 1994, it would be 2001 now. Oh my gosh, we'd be, <laughs> I, 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 how old was that? How, wait, how many years has it been? <laughs> so 2001, 1994, I need a calculator for this. My math is horrible. 2001. Because we started in- Seven years. <laughs> we started in 2014 and it's 2021 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So but if we think, it, if we just put it into like a past decades, that is the time frame. like. World, world time with the world changing and everything that it's so funny like when you put it into that perspective because for some reason when i think 2014 it feels like yesterday you know because it's still like 2000 teens but when you say like a transition to, from 1994 to like the millennium that's that's nuts yeah wow and um yeah so i i t- tell me if you agree with this I feel like we haven't recorded because the reason for this podcast was for us to just keep in touch when we initially stopped living in the same area. And then this year, we just got into the habit of leaving voice messages. And then after that, we got we started playing D&D and that became like our regular hangout. So we just didn't we so we didn't really need to catch up because we kind of knew what was going on. Yeah, we knew what was happening. And actually, I feel like the voice messages we the turnover was about a month so we kind of had monthly updates about our lives um and yeah and then we also met up met up to play D or hang out and stuff like that and i also feel like i mean i know you started uh studying and you're going back you're back in school so i don't know when you'd have time to like I don't know. I honestly don't still don't know how you do it. Like, I feel like my, my life is the opposite of yours. I actually have a lot of time, but I fill it up with like gaming now. So um, <laughs> I almost like, I don't have time either. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm exhausted all the time. <laughs> like, I think I, I literally woke up 30 minutes before this, before this. And you know, despite all of this, I'm still trying to have a social life. Like that's amazing. <laughs> I uh, oh, I drive now for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm, as a 35 year old man, I am now driving for the first time in my life. I drove to this city last night. Tell you you've been out of California for so long, but you know, I've never been to this place. Have you heard of this city called Silmar? I've heard of it, but I don't know anything aside from the name. I have yes. no idea. It's in the middle of California, right? Like the middle. It's in the valley. Okay. And like, uh, yeah. I, so people who don't know, I'm from the other valley. You are too. We're, we're from the, we're from the other valley. Mm-hmm. And we, I think people from there, we just never go to the one that's called the valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a friend's birthday party and I was we having a there. I had to drive all the way there. I think that's one reason why I never went there either, because I just never drove. And you drove on the freeway. No, 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 no. Oh. I am not. I am not. You there drove yet. locally. How long did it take you? <laughs> An hour. I remember those days. I still remember 
there was a time I didn't drive on the freeway either. So I used to drive locally from Alhambra to Santa Monica. What the f- Let me tell you, it was a fucking journey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, when I started driving the freeway, it did change my life a bit. But then, you know, depending on the time, you're either like you get home really fast or you just might as well go locally, you know, because at least you're moving. So... So wait, yeah. but you, so you took some time before you yeah, I did, jumped, actually. started driving on the freeways. Yeah, I think I had a big fear of, I think just speed. <laughs> I don't have the need for speed. Um, and I think it was about two years of driving before I actually was like, okay, let's do this because it was taking a really long time. And I think when I started having interviews further out, I was like, yeah, I have to drive. <laughs> seriously yeah I, i'm getting to that point where i i, I want to drive for like one more month around and just mm. see and see uh where it takes me but um yeah it, it, you know the thing is i don't have a lot of confidence driving i get i get stressed out it stresses me out a lot it's funny how people say they're terrified to su- bicycle in la but like i could do that drunk with my eyes closed wow and like, but like driving, I'm just like, even just to drive to Target, I got to like psych myself up. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm afraid of driving and bicycling. In this place. <laughs> so you're afraid, I don't of, you're afraid of all, all transportation where you're in control. I'm afraid of wheels. I think that's actually why, um, I don't know if we talked about this. I think it happened in passing, but I basically was like my roller derby days. It never really began, but it's definitely over because of, I got injured, not even from roller derby, but like when I started healing my my body and actually realizing like how much it takes for me to get stronger, I was like, I'm not going to just throw myself on wheels again and have it like damage myself further. And I also realized I'm really afraid of speed. Yeah. So I think I'm allergic to wheels. <laughs> me, me driving the wheels, not like me as a passenger. <laughs> That's funny because mm-hmm. saying you're afraid of speed, because I will say the biggest factor and I have not told many people this, you're not going to be surprised, but the biggest factor of me wanting to drive was probably Fast and the Furious, becoming mm. a fan of Fast and the which we're not, we shouldn't go too much into it because I think the last 10 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> we're just going to be like, guys, this is a Fast and Furious podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a fan cast. Buckle you know? up. Yeah. <laughs> but like, ironically, like, that's why I got into driving. And then I got like the most opposite Fast and the Furious type of car, a Corolla, which... <laughs> um i feel like watching fast and furious makes me want to learn how to drift like i'm like oh maybe i can do and actually there was a time where i was like oh i should take up driving again you know but when i told you that i want to drive again i was thinking in the next like 10 years i wasn't thinking like (laughs) next year you know so um i have no plans to get behind the wheel like anytime soon i am doing a road trip it uh to italy in the summer and my friend we're, we're all gonna we're gonna drive and we i think we're all equally so swiss people they don't drive that much so i think our confidence level is about the same so maybe i might if there's a country road i might drive it you know but um that'll be interesting <laughs> but i imagine it's just easier to drive there than in la it's just less aggressive drivers and I heard in the city, it's still kind of scary. Like I've heard like there's vessels everywhere and stuff. And then like, but I think in the countryside should be, should be good. I think for me, like, so there's the very famous German highways where there's no speed limit. And 
that actually freaks me out because I'm like, because people go fast because they're like, yeah, I can go fast. So I'm like, I don't go that fast. I would probably get smushed, you know? So, um, yeah, like I have no interest in driving on the Autobahn, which is like the, yeah, the fast German freeway and stuff. No. Yeah. It's, it's just not a thing at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, uh, beyond, uh, beyond, uh, driving, um, I uh, I recently started dating again. It's, <gasps> it's so it's well not really. I I, oh. I downloaded Hinge. Okay, I, that's so, the new thing I've heard of. But I've heard everyone yes. talking about it. it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. So I recent because I guess I've been wanting to date now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a psychological thing, but have you heard of this term called cuffing season? I have, but to be honest, I don't really know what it means. I have an idea of what it means because I've seen it so much, like on memes and stuff that I can kind of figure out. So does it mean like not handcu- like, not, hand- not handcuffed to the bedpost? Like horny season. I it's more like the ho- it's more like oh when it starts getting colder and the holidays start coming up, people want to like partner up with someone because it's like all these like things have it it feels like a closeness kind of uh time of year and like you i think like is is the official definition is is it confirming that's what it is i'm looking okay so it says cuffing season refers to a period of time where single people begin looking for short-term partnerships to pass the colder months of the year yes exactly usually begins in october and lasts until just after valentine's day that's hilarious but where does the term cuffing come from yeah i don't know like Okay, why is it called cuffing season? Okay, cuffing season is so-called because it describes the desire to be tied down or cuffed that often arises in the colder months. Okay, yes, because I knew it was about a like a season, but I didn't know which season it was. I was like, summer, like spring, like, I don't know. Um, But I learned something today. I learned something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, like, I don't know. Because I, I have not really pursued dating since maybe last summer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I just been like, so like, around last summer when, when my job got insanely busy, if you remember, I was just like, I even worked on my birthday last year. Well, I did this year too. But like, it was like oh. worse. It was terrible last year. And yeah. uh, so I just, and then I just like, didn't think about it. I was got really into cycling and school, but then cuffing season hit. I'm like, you know what? And like, I should, I, I, it's time to like, uh, try out this hinge again. And, and like some friends who've gotten into relationships because of hinge, like tried it out. So I, uh, I went on a date two weeks and it turned into a crazy story. So, okay. so I went on a date two weeks ago, um, matched with this really, awesome woman she has traveled to 50 countries she had made a lot more money than me she's an engineer and uh she doesn't want to have kids all these cool so so we meet up at uh this bar i used to like back in the day in culver city that uh i had not gone back to since moving back to la so i'm like let's go there and um of course, with zero confidence driving, I, I ended up just taking the train there because I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna be like drinking one beer maybe. And then um, like, I can't drive. This is, like, I, I don't, I don't have the town. I don't have, I don't know. And my friends do it all the time, like with three or four in them. But like, I'm mm. like, I don't have the confidence yeah. for this. 
Safer. So Good. yeah, so we ended up meeting there and it went well. We met at 7.30, we talked until the bar closed at 10. And then we went to another bar, which was a great little divey place in Culver City, which Culver City has good places. Who would, I could go to the West Side now. This is completely game changer. <laughs> and um, so we stayed there until it closed. And then um, I Ubered home. And we, we set up another date at this brewery in downtown uh, later that week on Sunday. Mm-hmm. This is where things went crazy. Like I've never done, first of all, we hooked up in the, bar, in the brewery, which. Like in the, like on the bar in the bathroom or. <laughs> oh, <gasps> when I say hooking up, it was more like the best way to say it is like, we ended up giving each other hand a hand. Okay. Lending a hand. We were lending a hand to each other. So it was like at the back of the bar and then in like outside in the parking lot. Oh, shit. And um, so it, it got it got really wild really fast. And which was like, all right, this is great. It was nice because I was like, wow, like, first of all, I've never done this in a bar. Like, no, with nobody. And then also, it was also nice. Was like, well, at least I can still do these things. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> so, so like we made plans. Like, all right, I'm going to, we're going to like hang out at her place and bring wine and just have a nice chill Friday. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, she texts me saying like, I no longer pr- wish to pursue this connection. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I text her like, it was just something I did. And she was like, no, I'm just exhausted from this app and I need to take a break. Mm. So I don't know if that was the truth or if it was the old, it's not you, it's me. So, mm. but, so I was like, what, what, I want to know what your take is. Because how, how did it go from so good mm-hmm. to like two days later? Where the next day I did not text her at all too. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was a problem. Then the day after that, it was just completely like over immediately. Okay. I have a theory. I don't think it's definitely not personal. I think definitely like, okay, for sure. She's seeing a lot of other people. And I think, cause when you said, oh, she said she's tired of the apps. I was like, I totally get it. I, you know, like that's why I'll tell you my side later. Like, but basically, um, so I think you were probably one of several that she, and you were probably the most recent person she met. And there was probably some other people she'd met earlier that maybe she had to connect or maybe she really was like, I'm done, you know? And so I think it was, she was just seeing a lot of people and she was physically very tight and mentally and stuff. So I don't think it's personal, but I feel like, and it was it felt felt really a like the I mean the way you explained it and said it it wasn't like hey I'm really sorry it just felt really like this transaction has been terminated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and during that second day, she even asked me like like I feel like I want to delete delete the app now. And so so that oh. that's why I was like what so. Huh. That's weird. okay. I that, but for sure I think she's seeing oh, like. Mm-hmm. I would say many, like, I don't know how much is many, but enough people where she was overwhelmed and she might've, she was already thinking about deleting the app. Um, but I mean, I don't know, maybe she, some guy or someone else was like, Hey, let's go steady. I don't know. <laughs> could, it, could, could it have been of a factor where I, I did not say like, Oh, I'll, I didn't say I would delete it too. I was, I was just kind of like, Oh, that's awesome. But I didn't really. Uh... <laughs> Good for you. 
Um, if, well, okay, I, if, I, I think I, I think I said I almost. I think oh, I'm thinking about it too. But I didn't say I would. But if okay, if that was the reason, I would say. I mean, I feel like if someone want, like, I think like because you both approached this dating, like she's probably been on the app for a lot longer than you have. Like it sounds like you recently started again, right? That was literally so, like the second week on it. Yeah, yeah, so she was probably on it for I don't know years or I don't know at least a year. So she was ready to delete it. But if just because she's ready to delete it and you're not doesn't mean and it was a really great date, like. If she expected you to say something or feel the same way and you did it and that was the reason why, I would say you you dodged a bullet. Like, because then she's moving way too fast. And um, I because I've done a lot of reflecting on dating since I have not been dating for, I would say, a good four years, <laughs> you know? And I started to realize, like, you know, like when things move really fast, unless you both people are like super into it and stuff but like i think when you move fast you don't really pause to think about what's happening and people who want to rush things i think they almost it's almost like they want to rush it so you don't think too much about what they're doing and almost every past relationship i've had um that was the case i'm not saying it with her but i think if she if that was the reason why which is so minuscule to me that yeah it's fine i mean you, at least you got a good time out of it right yes like, yeah that's that's yeah. that's like how i i saw it I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it was just another like oh i'm back in this world where i just don't understand women at all <laughs> uh, yeah but at, speaking of dating apps um i i'm not on dating apps at all but like uh, i actually so um i have been thinking more about it's time i'm gonna start dating not soon but like probably the next year or something because Daniel and I were at a really good place in terms of our friendship. Like we're like buddies, you know, we're like roommates and we're starting to, he has a job now. So we've been talking about like, Oh, eventually, you know, you're going to move out. Like for sure. I have not rushed him, but I said in this coming year, it's going to happen. And when it happens, like I'll probably want to start dating again. But I told some friends and they were like, how are you going to meet people? Because I was like, I want to meet people in real life. And they're like, but everyone's meeting on apps now. And I was like, honestly, I like I'm so sick of I think for me, I it's so overwhelming because you're just like faces, faces, swipe. Yes. No. Talk this, that. And I realized like my brain does not have the capacity for that many not so much people, but that many like conversation, that much interaction yeah. at, at once, right? So I said, I'd rather not meet anyone for like years and then meet someone at, you know, in real life later. Cause I, I think I'm at a place with myself as well that I'm like, you know, I spent my whole, I would say my whole twenties just like wanting to be in a relationship and that never like going well. And then I had the relationship. I even got married, you know, and I was like, I never learned how to really love my own company. So I was like, I'm totally fine being alone until I meet someone in real. Yes, it'll take longer. But, you know, I was also on dating apps all my 20s and didn't meet a single person, you know, that was long lasting. Right. So and I think like it's not like I had that. I had a lot better luck in Switzerland and Hong Kong was actually, I was, it was really difficult for me. So, um, so I don't see it as like a loss or like a problem. Um, but that'll be interesting to just, I'm like only in real life. Like people have recommended me apps and I'll like look at them. I don't download it. And I'm just like, 
just reading about it, I'm already tired. So it's already like, here we go. Oh, shit. yeah. So but I love hearing about people's dating. I was telling like, I have friends, they have crushes they're in like starting budding relationships. And I'm like, Oh, my God, tell me because it's so cute. Because I don't know what that feels like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you are onto something there. It actually is possible. You don't need to use an app. I, I think I actually had forgotten about it because it didn't end up working out. But I did go on a date last February with someone I met in real life. It was a, mm-hmm. a girl in our bicycle community. Mm. And, you know, we had we, we knew the same people. We ended up going out one day. And, um, yeah, so, like, I think, I think if you just have a good social life and you kind of have a good second, you know, a good third place where you meet people all the time, mm. it, it is like a, it, it, there is an avenue for that. I also told friends, like, I actually, I think I have a good group of friends here now. And I told them, I trust you guys. I'll let you set me up with anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like I try because I had friends who were in the past. They're just like, I want to set you up with someone because you need to be with someone, you know, versus like, hey, I really know this. I met, you know, there's this person that's really great for you. I think you'd be compatible. And so, and one of my friends loves playing matchmaker. Um, so I was like, I trust you, you know, so you can be my dating app and you're just one source. <laughs> just one source and it's definitely slower paced, you know, so that's totally, I feel that feels comfortable for me. So like my friend, she was on dating apps for a while and she's now dating a guy that she met on her road trip in Italy. Like it was mutual friends and they happened to just, um, he joined them and now they've been dating for since her trip in June. So, you know, like she didn't, she tried the apps in the end. She's now dating someone she met in real life. So it's a thing. Possible. And it's yeah. funny how you said your friend loves like being a matchmaker. Cause I do remember in this other podcast years ago, how they were talking about how there's like this service in LA of where like they collect what kind of like person you're looking for, what you're into. And they have like a whole client list and they kind of do like, like it's like a professional matchmaking mm-hmm. service. And there, and it's so like, it, it, that is like, even if you, like, even for people who don't have friends who are like your friend who was really good at it, that you, you, there are like services out there where you could pay them and they will like analyze who you are and not be able to figure out who's like, a, who would be a good fit. Yeah. I actually have, have friends in the UK. They started their own service like this, but specifically for like queer, like POC lefty, like people. So it's also like you find your, your niche as well. And they're just two friends who kind of, um, like I totally, I've submitted cause I, they want ask for people to just test the questionnaire and see how it goes. And so I was like, you know, if you guys want to match me up, I'm not, you know, but they basically it's only in the UK and stuff. And I don't know if they're, because it's a lot of work, so I think they kind of paused it. But I was like, I would trust you guys too, you know? <laughs> like, you guys are really cool. Like, I think when you when you start to find really like-minded people and you trust them, I feel like, yeah, you can match me with somebody. I don't mind, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, how you said, like, the, the, the kind of people to match them with? So yesterday at, at the Silmar party, um, I, I, I let – I let some of the ladies there look at my hinge profile just to like mm-hmm. give me a judge. And like, yeah. so hinge has a part where it says like, what is your political alignment? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm not really into politics. So I, I said, I don't know the terms that well. I, I put moderate <laughs> and apparently moderate does not mean like not no. super political. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so apparently it means like you're, you're just basically uh, uh, right, completely right. Yeah. Like the same, it means the same thing. Even though there is a right option, I guess moderate is just another right. I don't know. It's don't like know. slight, it's like less right. So I would say you're like liberal. So you're like more left, but you're not left. But yeah. you're not, because liberal is not even like that left, you know? So it's your left of center. But I think like, you're definitely not moderate for sure. <laughs> Yeah, left of, center, like, left of center makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where you are. But... <laughs> oh, okay. so, so that's like... interesting. <laughs> so, so that might have affected the first like three weeks I've been on Hinge. Like maybe that's the. I'm that's sure been a, it did actually. Especially in LA. <laughs> like, and also the type of, and also probably the type of women that it's been like recommending to me too, maybe because yes. this is. Yes. So yes. yeah. So so needless to say, I, I I just put like, I think I just put nothing. I just put yeah. nothing instead. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that, that would have been the so that, that would have been the best choice in the beginning. <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, let's see. Uh, beyond that, in life, uh, yeah, uh, we've gotten hardcore into. Dungeons and Dragons D&D. We have. Um, we will continue the quest December 12th. <laughs> <laughs> and, but we took a little break, which I actually was like, it was needed. I needed that break um, because it's, I mean, I, I got really into it, like planning and stuff. And like, so I actually, I think I told you this on the WhatsApp and stuff like that, or I was trying to tell you, but basically like, I felt the last session, like, people didn't enjoy it as much because basically right after that, they were like, hey, can we switch to other stuff, you know? And I took it really personally. But, and I, looking back, I know why I took it personally because it was personal to me, you know? Like, I invested, I wrote the story, you know? And I, and I, so I think, like, at first I was sad, but after the break, I was like, you know, this was a good space because... I didn't have to spend, I was spending like my evenings almost every week writing like crazy, like doing research on everything, which was really fun. But then when you like, cause, and this is something I talked about with actually today with my other D&D group, cause we're going to a similar patch there oh, no. where she's really upset because like basically half the group, it's the same, like, which I see it kind of in our group, like half of the people are really into it and half just kind of are like, I like, yeah, D&D sounds cool, you know, but they don't really realize how how much goes into it, especially if you play with people who are super into it. So, um, so we're kind of, they're, we're actually thinking for the Lucerne group to break it into two groups. So one, the, the super nerds where we'll do it regularly. And then the others, which is more like one shot for bigger events, like New Year's Eve or a birthday and stuff like that. Um, so it's just interesting, but... But I, I mean, to be honest, your comments keep me going, really, because I was really sad. <laughs> well, it's, it, I, I, like, do you know for a fact that other people were tired? Because when I saw the email, the way I read it was like, oh, they just wanted like to j- just just like, you know, since we've been doing D&D nonstop, just like have one hangout where we just do, okay. <laughs> do what play Quiplash. And yeah. like, I, I just read it as like simple. I didn't, I didn't read it all as being tired of it. It's like, let's just do another one hangout where we just like, 
do it like do one thing okay. for one one like a different thing for like one day and just like okay, so cool. we could talk we could talk more and then yeah get back on it next time that's that's 100 like how i read it okay cool and yeah then, like i said it took it really personally yeah and <laughs> so. even, when you, cause even when you said like the last session didn't go well i don't i i, I it felt like a normal session to me like i did not i did not realize anything okay because tiffany noticed and she she was like yeah, like she was like, it sounded like because Daniel like this huge argument about his like spells and stuff. And, oh, like, that I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and she was like, it sounded like you guys had some issues you didn't work out. And then we talked about it after, and I was like reflecting, like you know, as a DM, what I should have done was. But then he was, and actually, he was talking to a coworker who was in D- into D and D, and he told him our situation. And there was, I think, it's just like as a new DM, you kind of yeah, you just have you know. You don't know these things. And so he actually gave me a tip today, like saying when you encounter these situations, basically like improv, it's yes and or no, but. So I was like, because I kind of knew the concept, but then I was so fixated on like whatever it was, right? So despite it being difficult, I felt like it was a huge learning. Like, I think that's a thing, like I just needed a break and afterwards reflecting, I was like, I learned so much from that session. And I also learned that like, you know, it's like if I felt I took it personally because I was investing so much time, then I don't invest as much time, you know, and not like not to say what the quality would be really bad, but I already planned out the next I have enough like material for the next couple sessions, you know, so I can yeah. just kind of. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's OK. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that both of my groups kind of went for me, at least, was just like this. Rock is more about the planning and stuff. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm ready for a, my, my sci-fi fantasy fix. Yes, actually. So we started watching Cowboy Bebop. Um, the live action or the anime? Yeah. The live both. action. Actually, I'm watching both now. So I watched yesterday. We watched the live action, and right after we watched, because actually we watched it together with you, and then I never progressed after. And so now I was like, I watched that, and then I watched the um, the anime right after just to compare. And I actually am going to start watching. It's horrible. Well, I'm going to watch the anime in German actually. Wow, that's good because, for practice. Yeah, a hundred percent for practice, which I actually thought was would be cool because I'd already kind of know what was happening. And then, cause we were trying to watch it with German and German subtitles, but the t- subtitles just don't match, you know? So I was like, I have to just listen to it in German, but it was mostly for practice. Um, yeah. Because that's one thing I really want to start working on is uh, cause I think next year I'm going to take my A2 exam and I'm like, my teacher has been telling me what might be on the exam. I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm not even close to where I need to be kind of. So I was like, I need to be, I need to get serious. Like, I need to get serious. So, <laughs> but oh, speak, the reason I mentioned Cowboy Bebop was because when we were watching it, I felt like, like that was kind of what I imagined our D and D world to be like. Like there were, you know what I mean? Like there's planets like this, old new Tijuana, you know, stuff like that. Like Earth Four, Earth Five, you know, in our world. And then Daniel started watching today this series on netflix called arcane and it's based off of a league of legends offshoot and i was just passively walking watching it um i was on my phone but 
it was actually, I didn't, I wasn't as interested in the story, but I thought it was really cool to visually. They had like gnomes and they, it was like steampunk. So I was like, oh, I miss, that was actually how I visualized our world, you know? So I was like, oh, I'm excited to get back in. And it was actually really inspiring to see. Um, Getting some inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I say, I'm always like very apprehensive when they turn animated stories into live action because actually cowboy bebop is one of my favorite shows that not even just anime just a, it's, a, it's an amazing show altogether. it's like only 26 episodes and it's like mm-hmm. super tight and it's a product of its time like i i i can't really i and like the trailers for the live action look good but i'm like mm-hmm. they can't do things in real life that you could do in animation so i'm like i don't know i don't know if I, it, it's the same thing where they're making another avatar yeah. live action mm-hmm. next and i'm like i don't know if i could watch this because like the cartoon is for you, <laughs> yeah, you watch yeah, cause i'm like i'm like the animation is like they can't make the world the same way and it's gonna be mm. like i don't know i was like i was like it's, it's, I, I mean it's just gonna be a different way to tell the story i guess but yeah I, I, I feel like whenever I see these things now, because I mean, with Marvel and this whole meta multiverse thing, I just think, like, oh, it's just another version of the story in a different, in a different universe. Or something that's a like good way that. to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I guess I've always been against how people feel like live action means better. Mm. Like, oh, it's going to be the live action version. I'm like, how is that better? Like, I really feel like because I don't see live action being better at all. I thought, like, it depends. So I feel like the, they, they made this Avatar movie, right? And I heard it was horrible. And I feel like they're actually trying really hard to avoid that. And so far, Cowboy, the live action, I think they got, like, John Cho. They got, like, it was actually pretty, like, they really got the reference. I think they're trying really hard to do it. But I don't, they even called it the Lost series or the Lost something. So I think it was more like an homage to Cowboy, like Cowboy Bebop. And when I was watching, like even the way they dis- described it, I don't think it was replacing. And actually, what it did was make me want to watch the anime. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super. Actually, the reason why I I watched Avatar was because I heard about the remake, and they were really trying to cast like do the cast like justice by casting kind of like racially appropriate cast members and blah blah, blah. and so i was like i'm curious but then if to to watch this I, to be able to compare i need to watch the original and then when i watched the original i was like mind blown so um i'll watch like the first episode and see how how it holds up because cowboy bebop did it completely different they did they kind of changed the races of all the characters yes they did mm-hmm. but actually i think no one's really angry at that because it's not Cowboy Bebop isn't about culture as much as Avatar mm-hmm. and it's in the future too. Yeah. So, so like, it's, it's kind of like, well, as long as they get like the, the, the basic archetype of who the character mm-hmm. is, right. It yeah. works. It works fine. Mm-hmm. So, but it's so funny. Like, in the, so <laughs> like, okay. I don't even remember episode one because now I saw it twice, but basically they, he, uh, Tijuana in the cartoon yes. an animated oh. one, right? Yes. So yeah. Jet was like in the beginning opening scene, he's like, oh, I made, was it beef, a beef special with peppers or something? And in German, so the German dub, they said, I made chicken with like a special chicken something. And the German subtitle was something else. It was like an actual dish. So it's just really funny how the dish just 
was so different in every language. And I was telling Daniel, I think it's because, so in German, like the word bell peppers, it's different in every region. So they say it differently oh. in Germany. So I think they were like, this is too hard to translate. So we're just call it something else. But it was just, in, I just, just because we were testing this, the dub at the sub in German, it was just interesting how like this one dish was so different. And, like, really we're not even going to tackle these bell peppers. This is going <laughs> to take like, we're going to get like five different language majors here to figure this out. Yeah. I just thought it was weird that they said, so in the English version, he makes beef, but for some reason in the dub, they changed it to chicken. I was like, what's wrong with beef? You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe at some point I'll watch the show, give it a chance because it does. It does look. I saw the trailer and it does look pretty good. Yeah, and- I think they they tried hard to not butcher it. you know, you know, I like John Cho. You know, he changed the world. He invented milf. Like, come on, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, they re- I think they they definitely changed some of the storyline. Um, the first episode was pretty like. There were certain things that were spot on, and they, other things that kind of changed, which I assume it would be, I don't know why, but it actually, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it was a big plot thing that they, you know, it wasn't like that. It was slight changes. Um, so yeah, it didn't bother me or anything. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, that's going to be my new uh, series I'm watching. <laughs> I've, uh, see, I've only been watching, oh, because on October, uh, Seinfeld got onto Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know me. I'm basically uh, retracing that whenever I have time. It's been a good time to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, I At the Silmar party yesterday, my friends were pushing me hard to watch Korra. They were pushing hard for me to really? give it a chance. They, well, yeah, two, of them just chance? Fin- two of them just finished it and said, like, I should give it a go. So I'm tempted. Okay. Watch season one, because actually, the only reason I'm like, should I watch Core season two is because I'm so starved of Avatar content that I'm like, should I just watch? <laughs> because I was really disappointed in the first season. And I feel like the, but I'm getting a lot of Avatar stuff on my Instagram feed. In fact, I have Korra spoilers. And that's what makes me curious because I'm like, oh, I want to see this character again, you know? And so maybe out of curiosity, I'll, I'll watch it. But... I think Avatar, like we talked about, like the original three seasons, right? It was perfect. Like, yeah, perfect. Like it's Beautiful. you can smoke a cigarette after after mm-hmm. watching it. That's how that's how amazing it is. It's so tight. You know, I, I like TV shows that are just perfectly contained, perfect. easy yeah. to go in. It, it wraps everything up. Yeah, uh, it was just amazing. I think I was like, dang, for a kid's car. Cause I was like, oh, it's going to be like, and like, it's for children, you know? So I, but for like a children's story, it was just so well written. Like I was like, they invested so much to this. That is such a good story. Like it's so just everything about it, the plot, the characters were well-developed, you know, and they were true to their, cause I've seen a lot of shows, especially like Game of Thrones, for example, where the character betrays what they would do for the sake of the plot because the writers did that, not because the characters and Avatar did not do that. They would not do that. And that I respected that so much, like just, yeah, I really did. I love how everyone's looking back and like seeing that game of Thrones wasn't that good. Everyone's just kind of like, it's just, everyone just looks at it like, yeah, shaking their head a little bit. Like, ah, it was sad. Like it started out really great. And then it just, 
they were just like, let's end this. And then just killed it. Like they were just like, let's just destroy all this, which made me angry. Cause I was like, you invested so much money into this show and just to make it suck. And no one wants to talk about it anymore, you know? And I know they're doing a new series. What is it? The drag about the Targaryens. And I'm honestly like, Daniel's like, Oh, it looks kind of good. But I was like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to give this franchise any money. I'm really pissed. You know, like <laughs> why didn't they just focus on the main show? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I never gave them money. I I was torn oh, yeah, the same. entire time. Same, actually, I never gave them money. <laughs> My attention. <laughs> yeah, no more time for this. Like yes, like, yes. Like I know where it's going. I don't care anymore. There's there's no point. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's and I think it's gonna fail pretty bad. I predict it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like they got Matt Smith in it. I just was like, oh, they got Matt Smith in it. You know, but. I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, they had Matt Smith in The Crown. I didn't watch that, you know? So, um, yeah. Well, that's funny you mentioned Matt Smith because I, I actually started watching Doctor Who again. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. It's This season is, like, very good. It's, like, one of the best I've seen, like, in, like, since... I think it's the best this season it's been since back in the day when it was, like, Matt Smith meeting David Tennant. Like, wow. it's like, I'm really, enjoy- and it's only like an eight, like eight episode season. So it's already almost over, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. I think they're, I think they're, they're it hasn't been good the past couple of years, but I'm, I'm a diehard. So I've been keeping up with it. If it, okay. it, it. It would take me forever to finish the seasons though. But like this year I'm, I'm watching them like really quickly and I'm actually excited for it. It's like one arc. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like that was a show. I think after Matt Smith, the other doctor, I think that's when I just like my, there were some really good episodes and I don't know what happened. I just kind of lost interest. I think I was disappointed. I think there were things I was disappointed in about it. And then, um, and then I just never picked up. And then all these new shows started coming in. And now I'm like, I'm <laughs> like when you mentioned that, I was like, I'm curious too. But I honestly, with my schedule, There's my, no time. my busy schedule of gaming, because I play like, I'm back on Animal Crossing. I'm, they got an expansion. I'm back on that. You know, I play Pokemon Unite daily. And then um, we do try to squeeze in our shows. I was like, I don't have time for another show. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. I'm going to grab some coffee. I got to hear mm-hmm. about Pokemon Unite. I've never okay. heard of that. So we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to Pokemon Unite, I do want to say I have two big news updates, but we can talk about that later after Pokemon Unite. No, you cannot go <laughs> into the news updates. But then we have to talk about Pokemon Unite after the news updates then. Okay. I do want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. The first one is the Penguin Ninja is coming to Switzerland. What? Yes. Over Christmas. For Christmas? Yeah. Specifically to hang out with you guys? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so I thought last week, because I was actually planning to work over the holidays. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually, I've, um, I want to save up some days because I do, if possible, want to make a trip back to the U.S. or Ta- I basically want to meet up with my sister and stuff. So either Taiwan or U.S. and stuff like that. Um, so I want to say these days, so I was only going to work Chris, I was only going to take Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve off, but then he messaged me next week saying, Hey, like, cause he basically, I think, um, he's going to start working more next year. His, his loans are going to kick in. So he wanted to make an international trip originally was going to go to New Zealand, but because of COVID, it just is impossible. So he thought, why not Switzerland? And I was like, Oh my God, I love visitors. You just have to know if Switzerland's freaking expensive, but I know how to have fun. 
on the cheap, you know, like I can be really cheap. We can just, I can cook, you know, it's going to be really fun. And also it's over Christmas and I'm just so excited because I feel like I haven't, like, I mean, it's been really fun spending Christmas here now having kind of like my, what is it? Like my um, chosen family here, you know, it's been fine, but it's still nice to get visitors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, so I'll probably take the week off. Uh, so basically he's arriving on a 19th and leaving on a 26th. So Mm -hmm. Wow, the, the power of podcasting right there. Yes, yeah. I was like, and I actually realized, I was thinking, I was like, I've known him, yeah, for seven years, like since 2014, and never met him. I mean, you've met him. Yes. Yes, and I have not. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, and I think, I just, I'm, and actually... It's good because, so I kind of, aside from this room, like the rest of my apartment has been really messy and stuff because I, I haven't hosted anything. Um, and I realized like having someone come over, it suddenly got me excited again to kind of clean and decorate again, you know, just have people over because I do miss that a lot. So it's something I'm looking forward to. So the next breaking news is I'm getting a cat. I've heard this. I know this oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about it. Yes. So the cat will arrive next Saturday. Next From Romania. Quick... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I actually have questions about this. This okay. is amazing. So why are, are Romanian cats better than Switzerland cats? So... First of all, um, there actually are, there isn't a lot of there aren't a lot of animals for adoption in Switzerland because um, so that's the main thing. And I've been on the sites for like the I was looking even since last year just to see and every cat they're like they have to be outside. They're like they want they wish to be frolicking in the fields. And I was like, okay, well that's not happening in this apartment. I don't want an outdoor cat. You know, almost every, and a lot of times Switzerland they want you to adopt two cats. Why? Oh, just to have a partner? Because, yeah. And um, so I was like, I don't know if I can do two cats because usually two cats means twice the amount of just everything. And usually if they have a partner to play with, they also get kind of crazy. So I was a bit apprehensive, but I was at this, at this point, I was like, it's been a year and I was kind of open to adopting two cats. So Daniel told me about a website that his colleague said that like basically they ship and actually... So in Romania, in Spain, they have way more strays, like way more. So they actually have a service where they ship um, animals. Well, they have it in the shelters, but they work with, you know, organizations and they basically, you can adopt them to Switzerland or to Germany or wherever. And I happened to be browsing the site and I, I was actually already even like considering, like I told Tiffany, hey, if, if I find a cat in the States, can you like get it for me and then keep it for like a year. Then I bring it. She's like, yeah, you know, so I was looking for like Manx cats because that's the breed that spider was and stuff. I mean, a lot of this was still like influenced by spider. And, um, but then I was like, you know, it's, it kind of sucks. Like if I find a cat in the States, Tiffany would keep it for a whole year and who knows what will happen with COVID restrictions. Like if I would get this cat, you know, so I was like, yeah, it's probably better if I, um, adopt within Europe. And you want it so, to be attached to you. like Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's your Love cat. Me, you know? And so I was on this website just looking, looking, looking. And then there was this one cat that I kept, like, going back to. Like, I would look, look – like, I would have all these tabs. I would go back to her because 
her name was Midnight. She was this black cat. And then they were, t- and I was like, I've been, okay, so I'm normally not into like symbolism or signs, but only with spider, only with spider. This is the one thing where I'm like, give me a sign spider. You know, like, like, that. <laughs> like I've been, it was Halloween and um, I had, you know, I was like talking to spider, like on, cause I was the pass and I was like, you know, I think I was like a cat, you know, blah, blah. And I was like talking to him and stuff. And then, um, so they had this cat, like named Midnight, you know, and it, coincidentally, so the, they take pictures of the cats. And this was the only cat that kind of had a little photo shoot. And it was like a Halloween themed photo shoot. It had like pumpkins around. So I was like just really drawn to this like Halloween midnight, you know, like, and because I already knew I wanted a black cat because of, I felt like this connection to like, yeah, Halloween or because <laughs> of spider. Um, so I kept thinking about this cat and I was like, I kind of want to reach out, you know, but every time I go back to bed, I would lie there and feel like, oh, it's, it's too soon or I would get cold feet. So I texted Tiffany, you know, my sounding board. And I was like, oh, what do I do? Because I saw this cat so cute, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, just message and you'll know what to do, like, after you message them. So I was like, okay. So I messaged them. I felt this extensive form. And they got back to me. And they were like, yeah, like, your profile. I even linked Spider's Instagram. I was like, you know, if you need credentials, like, I had this cat for 18 years. I can provide it the new cat with a great home you can see in these pictures you know he was well loved and well traveled and lived to be 18 you know so and actually that helped because they're like okay clearly you know you're way around cats you're a cat person yes and so and this cat also well when I was reading her profile what also drew me to her was the fact that she was really similar to spider like she wanted to be the only cat she, yeah, she hated other cats you know and she loved to have a person she wanted all attention to her so I was like I know how to deal with cats like this, like, you know. And so right away the next day, this woman contacted me from the organization. So we started texting. And then she had an interview with me and Daniel because she couldn't really speak English that well, which was like an hour of asking all these questions. And I just remember thinking like, dang, this is an extensive process. Like when I got Spider, it was like my cousin finding him being like, hey, I found a cat. Do you want it? You know. <laughs> There was no paperwork, just took the cat. This is like a human adoption process. Yeah, it really was. Like, I felt like I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm having, like, I'm adopting a child. Like, and they were interviewing me and stuff. And then they were like, okay, you need to have someone will come to your apartment to inspect it. And then you need to put a cat safe net on your balcony. You know, you have to have all these things. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I actually realized with through this interview, I was like, dang, I actually feel like I know very little about cats. And I just, like, you know, it was just winging it with spider and stuff. <laughs> like, so on Friday, this uh, another woman from Lucerne came to, to inspect the apartment. It took two hours. She would, like, go through every room and be like, okay, the cat might do this. It might jump off the balcony or what are you going to And then ever so after, she'd be like, pop quiz. Like, what happens when the cat does this? And you're like, uh, clean it? You know, like, I don't know. But in the end, it went well. And so actually today I got the confirmation that she's coming. I got an email like an hour before saying she will arrive on Saturday. I'm going to get put into WhatsApp group so I could track her progress. So she's going from Romania to Germany and they ended up finding someone because they asked me, oh yeah, they were like, can you rent a car to pick her up in Germany? And I was like, no, because I have a license, but I haven't driven in 10 years. 
I do not feel safe transporting a precious kitten, like, you know, precious cat, like, across the country (laughs) on the freaking Autobahn, you know? So I was like, is there any way, you know, we could, we'll pay more, you know, whatever. But um, she ended up finding someone who lives nine minutes away from me who happened to be picking up a dog in Germany. So she's, that's why they were like, it would happen next Saturday. Like, so you had to decide like now. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so yesterday we went um, to the pet store. We bought the safety net. I bought all these toys. I'm like, she's going to be so spoiled and stuff. But I really felt like, you know, like, have you seen those movies where like a mother loses their child and like, they're adopting another one. I don't know what movie this is. <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> like they're like preparing with like new stuff. Like it feels like it really feels like that. And then actually, I had to sign a contract. And when they were reading the contract to me, it also felt like I was getting married. They were like, "Will you keep the cat even when it's sick and all these things? Like even when blah blah." And you're just like, "Oh my god, this is so serious," you know. Um, but yeah, it's happening, and I'm clearly very excited uh which i realized like i need i need this you know because that's the thing i I miss spider every day i get sad i still get sad i still cry you know but i really miss having a little cat next to me i really i've had he was with by my side for 15 years and i think this year was really hard to of course not have him but also just the absence of that you know so yeah i'm super excited and i'm gonna change her name to boba Boba, you can't go. Yeah. I, I remember in the D and D email, you were thinking of Boba or one of the babysitter uh, club yes. characters. Right? I, I had I to Google just... that name. I Google that name. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I just remember th- saying it out loud. That's when I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with it because I was like, where do you think Claudia Kishi will sleep? And I was like, mm, this sounds so good. So where do you think Claudia will sleep? And I was like. Where, oh yeah okay boba and i also realized like at first i was looking into these really like regal like juno or like celeste you know like these like um night like midnighty names and stuff but i was like i feel like any cat that i would live with or would live with me would end up having kind of my personality too or like silly you know don't take ourselves too seriously so i was like it needs to have a silly name yeah, and Boba because she's sweet. Boba, like Boba. compliments Spider. Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing. So I have a couple thoughts about this. First oh. of all, the how oh, the Europeans really have adopting pets way better than America, where people here could adopt any animal they want and just like a bit, dump it after a week. If, the, if you know, which many people do, they just don't want it after all. You know, people adopt ducks or like, you know, they, they, people adopt animals who are, they think it's going to be really cute. Like uh, what, you know, that pe- every Easter people buy a lot of baby chickens. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. And, and then, and then like after a month when they start turning into like full blown chickens, they, they get rid of them or, or when, uh, uh, you know, pigs like teacup pigs were the rage and people bought a bunch of pigs. And then when the pigs turned into normal sized pigs, they, they dumped the pig. So. Oh man. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. They actually were, they also said, we also like to keep in contact for a couple months um, afterwards to see the progress. I was like, I guess I'll make an Instagram and they can follow. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to at first. I was like, dang, I have so many accounts now and I still manage spiders, but I was like, you know, if this is, it's just easier and also like it would, she would have 
I would post stuff about her and stuff, and you know, so yeah. The, the, the progress will be fine. It sounds great. My other thought is, how does one get into the career of being a house cat, a cat house inspector? Yeah. So this lady, which Daniel failed to tell me, but basically she was an animal psychologist too. I think that was her job as well. So she has she has four cat. I mean, four dogs and one cat living in an apartment, like in certain somewhere. So I was like, that's a lot of animals. Um. So I, I mean, she loves it. I think these people they really love animals because even when I was talking to this other person, she was calling me like at eight p.m. So I think they like work around the clock, and then she was like, "Yeah, I have." They all have animals of their own, and they're probably all fosters. So these are, like, hardcore animal lovers. Um, so they probably, I think it's, like, volunteer as well, which is kudos to them because I would never do this. <laughs> like, I, 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 think yeah. her, I think her and Tiffany would get along having drinks all night. Yeah, like, stuff. Tiffany definitely, I mean, she was a foster. Uh, she fostered her cat, cats and ended up keeping two of them because she just couldn't part with them, you know, and her dream is to have her little, uh, what is it? Her animal sanctuary. So, which is, I, I, I think that's really great for that other people are doing that. Cause I feel like I love animals, but I have so many other things I want to do. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah. What hit me the most was uh, how much your sister really protects animals in D and D where like mm. that, that I remember that last battle we all had where her character refused to kill any of the bears. Yeah. And so like, and it, it even like made me change my fight where like I stopped trying to kill the wolf and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to trap it under the tent <laughs> instead of like, instead of murder Which is, Even though she was kind of being herself, it was actually on character for her druid. So yeah. I was like, Oh, I like that. That was good. You know, because um, she should be an animal lover as uh, yeah, even my druid when I played, I was like, I guess I'll be vegan, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> except when I'm a except when I'm a wolf, then I eat meat. You know, I eat what wolves eat, you know. But like, um, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she loves. She definitely is the animal lover. I think I'm more like I like the company of animals, and because I was also looking into getting a dog, because I was like, do I? Is this? A, am I wow. a dog? But when I went to Amsterdam and hung out with my cousin's dog. That was a huge factor. At first, I was like, I, the only thing I liked about it was having to take the dog on a walk. I liked getting outside. But his dog, I'm not dissing his dog. Very sweet dog. Beautiful dog. Cute dog. What kind of dog? He was, um, what is it called? So it's called an American Eskimo. And it was formerly known as a German Spitz. So it's this white dog it kind of looks like a pomeranian but it's bigger and it has a longer nose and when he told me this dog was bred to be to be in a circus i was like yeah i see that because the dog literally it feels like it's just doing tricks for you the whole time you're not even prompting it it's just like doing tricks you know and you're like this is really cute and fun but so I had two days where i had to kind of watch him and my cousin went to work and i was like oh yeah i'll take care of the dog I got like really stressed because the dog wants attention. He was so needy that I couldn't eat. I basically didn't work those two days because I would sit there. If I moved like this, he'd be like, what's up? You know, like, and then I'd be like, nothing, you know, just like, and then I'll be like, I'm going to get up. He's like, where are we going? And you're like, I'm just going to sit on the couch. And he'd be like, okay, I'll sit with you. You know, like, and you're just 
like, and you're just like, oh my god, like this is intense. And Get a life. So when, I, <laughs> when I took him on a walk, so at first I was like really excited, like I'll take your dog on a walk, and he's small. He doesn't walk. He like hops. Like he like leaps. And he's a smallish dog, so thank goodness I could control him. But I was like. It was like flying a balloon, you know? Like, I was like, this and that. And then the dog would jump into the street. And I was just like... And later I asked my cousin, like, does he have awareness about cars? or? And he's like, no. So I was like, oh, my God, that's really stressful. And then when my cousin took him on a walk, the dog would walk a couple steps, and he would just spin. And I was like, what's he doing? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. He just does that compulsively. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is... This is a lot, you know, and I think like dogs just require so much more maintenance, so much more training. So I was looking up some breeds that people had recommended to me. But when I found out they were very needy or they were very sensitive to the environment, I was just like, it made me so tired. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to not get a dog ever. Like I, I, I love dogs. I love other people's dogs, you know, but I think. They wouldn't be happy with me either. So <laughs> I'm gonna get a cat instead. Yeah. It's like you need like a fellow introvert roommate, mm. basically. Like who will yeah, like, I was like to, a together time and then away time for hours. Yeah, we're like we could be together but alone. <laughs> together but separate, you know? Like and I come to you and bother you for like five minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go away. <laughs> like, yeah, actually that's the thing I realized like with dogs, they come to you. But I actually like going to them because it's on my time, right? And I'm not being invaded. And my dog, our last dog growing up, he was very cat-like. So he never would come up to you and be like, hey. He would just be like sleeping. That's it. Like he would be sleeping or chilling. And so you would come to him and bother him and he would be fine with it. And I actually really liked that type of personality because it was so chill. But yeah, I mean, dogs are lovely, but... I just can't handle it. Yeah. Just a couple hours of the day. That's yeah, good. A couple hours and yeah. I can't believe we're an hour into the podcast and you didn't even mention your Amsterdam trip. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. So many things. There's so many things yeah. to update. I went to Amsterdam. It was great. It was fun. I got sick halfway because I realized my immune system has is not the same anymore because I basically involuntarily quarantined myself because I'm homebody you know and I hung out with the same people I still go out and stuff but when I remember when I went to Amsterdam and the first thing I was like oh my god the amount of people there's just so much more people just way more people nobody wears masks it's like COVID doesn't exist actually they're going into a lockdown now because the cases are high you got there just you got there just in time yeah I got out just in time because they were announcing we're gonna go into lockdowns like fuck I better not be stuck here during the lockdown but um so yeah I think I got just I got a cold and stuff I think because just the amount of people um but yeah it was just nice to see new things like see new buildings you know like we I did a for my trip because I spent the weekend with my cousin and he was like let's go everywhere so we went to Rotterdam we went to I, I don't know these places what what is Rotterdam is that the okay, city so it's a city and it's like about 40 minutes away for from like Amsterdam everything's actually quite close by train the transportation is really good um so my cousin lives in Utrecht and it's a college town. I honestly don't know why he lives there because he's like, yeah, I like it. I like, cause he's a, he's a bit older than me, but he's like, 
I like living here because I know what people what what what's like trendy, what people wear. I was like, okay, interesting. Because I hated it. It was like everyone was screaming and stuff, and like, you know, and they're more like Swiss people. They don't interact with you, but Dutch people they will like try to get your attention or they'll like heckle you stuff. They're more aggressive, so I didn't like it so much. Um, You're a Swiss person at heart now. You yes, really so I was like, oh, leave me alone. Like, don't look at me. And like, um, so I saw that city. Oh, oh my God. So you've been, to, have you been to Amsterdam? Not yet. Um, I hear, I hear the cycling is amazing there. You, I think that is your city, man. Like, yes, the cycling, actually they are really like the cyclists hated me because I would like stop like, Oh, I don't know when to cross. And they would get, they would like yell at you and stuff. So like, we do hate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, the coffee culture is amazing. Like amazing. Like that's when I realized how much Switzerland lacks in this. Like I think there's certain places they have really great coffee shops, you know, but there it's just like way more. I found the, my dream coffee shop right next to my cousin's place where I'm like, this is the best place ever. I want to, I want to, I would move here for this coffee shop. I mean, I wouldn't move there, but it was so amazing. And they just love their coffee. Um, and they love their weed. You know, it's just like, it's the best place ever. Uh, how, how was the weed over there? Um, so my cousin, like, like every first night, I mean, so basically I found out he could, he can't sleep unless he either smokes weed or drinks wine. So they'd be like, hey, do you want to smoke weed? I'm like, I love this guy. Yeah, he was like, Hey, do you want to drink some wine? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, we didn't go to. Actually, it's funny. You so when you say coffee shop, you actually mean like a weed shop. So I remember going there and be like, hey, we should go to a coffee shop. Like I was thinking a coffee cafe, and he was like, wow, you said that really loudly. And I was like, oh, I'm in a a cafe, I guess, you know, but I actually wanted to, but I didn't have time to go to these, like, cause they, yeah, they have the shops where you can just buy weed and just smoke there and stuff. But, but when you were saying I, the cafe culture is that you actually meant coffee culture. When you yes. Were saying, yes. Okay. Cause I do love yeah. coffee. Too. I probably would like coffee more than weed. So I do. Yeah. So yeah. I meant the coffee, but also the weed, but the coffee was, it was great. Like it was, and they even have so many people I know they have these coffee subscriptions, you know, and they're all like really just, you could tell they really care about it. And um, that's when I was like, dang, I miss that. Like, I miss having that here. I don't really just in Lucerne, it's not that they don't really do that. I think. Um, yeah. So I, I actually was like, I think uh, Amsterdam or the Netherlands will be my new London because I'm for every year I used to go Ooh, to London. Yeah. But I now I need a visa to go there. So I'm like, oh, is that because they left Europe? No, actually, I always needed one, but before EF paid for it, <laughs> and I paid for myself. Um, so, yeah, I don't need a visa when I go to um, Amsterdam, and it's so much closer. Uh, so I was like, I think that's going to be my new London. Yeah, that that uh, that makes sense. Um, it's, it's a nice to change things up too. Like, like you were. I remember when you were in love with London. Like it was like, because remember, it was your old dream city. Mm. you were you were a very different person i would never i mean i i told i tell people because they're like you should move to amsterdam and i was like i've invested so much to stay in switzerland i I really am i can't move i don't have another move in me but i told them if i had known about amsterdam before switzerland i would have moved there but i just didn't know you know like i didn't have a job there you know but if you ever want to do an Amsterdam trip, I'll meet you there. Like it, it's fun. 
I mean, I guess they're in lockdown. They're they're in lockdown right now, so maybe I got to wait until a couple months to, for things yeah, to uh, clear like maybe up. Maybe not now, but um, so my I don't know how it is in the states, but I'm like I sense a pattern in Europe. So basically, once cuffing season arrives, they're like let's just lock everyone down because they're going to be inside anyway. So they're going to lock. So I think Switzerland won't, but they might, it might be more like regulated, like, Oh, five, 10 people, whatever. And then once the summer months hit, like once it starts getting warm, then suddenly mm. it's like no regulations. I think it's going to be like that. So just, just to wait until the spring. Which, it was just a shame. Cause like over the last year, I've really, I, I've really wanted to go to Europe, I, especially Prague. Like Prague is my next place I really want to go Ooh. to. I yeah, actually, I need to make I so after going to Amsterdam, I realized, man, I miss traveling so much. Also realized I also need a lot of like I'm not the biggest traveler. Like they actually announced at work that we might do a Christmas thing in Amsterdam, and I was already like, well, because of lockdown, I'm not going to go. But even then, I was already like, I'm still recovering from the last trip. You know? I'm I need a rest for my last vacation, okay? I feel like once a season is good for me. Um, but I want to start making a Europe bucket list because I'm like, I want to see some more places. And I think, uh, yeah, that sounds cool, Prague. Like, if you, maybe we can also meet there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that would be, I think we're at the point of our lives where we could plan that stuff now, like meet up in different countries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Prague, from what I read, is the beer, is like the number one beer country. So that, I mean, that's already an, a, like a good beer culture, kind of like mm -hmm. Amsterdam's mm -hmm. coffee culture. So, that, you know, mm -hmm. that attracts me already. And um, I mean, it looks gorgeous. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's also one of the least expensive European countries. So you could like, mm -hmm go far with with money which sounds nice mm -hmm. and yeah. i don't know i just hear good things about it and like i i think it's like you know sometimes you, you read about stuff that you don't know a lot but it attracts you to it for some reason and you just really just want to check it out mm -hmm. that's kind of yeah. like Prague feels like that light in the sky it's like i just really want to go yeah i think for me it was austria like vienna i just want but it was more of a check it off the list thing because i was like i want to eat like the <laughs> vienna sausage and like i just want to it's so close so i was like i just want to see it you know and um also i think i wanted to go to Liechtenstein as well because it's like the smallest country and it's like attached to switzerland so i was like i want to see that too so there's just certain things i just want to tick off the list really fast kind of <laughs> but like at the same time um yeah, I'm actually look. So I do have plan. Like I have two friend trips planned in the summer. I'm not 100% sure if some of them will work out, but for sure Italy road trip with my friends. I actually convinced them to do. I because I told them, oh, I'm doing a birthday week for my last birthday. And they were like, that's so interesting to like do that, you know. And I was like, you should do it too. In fact, you should go to Italy on your birthday because they their birthdays are around the same week, and you should all do it together. And they were like, that's a great idea. So <laughs> we're doing that now. And then another group they want to go to Barcelona, which Ooh. I'm like, yeah, sure. So we'll see um, how it goes. And yeah, like I said, I think in the fall slash winter i would like to go to the states if possible depending on where my sister ends up because she I won't might move to my mom's she might go to washington right yeah I, yeah I hope she does um because it sounds pretty cool there <laughs> it is it's, it's seattle is yeah. awesome yeah yeah i'd rather her move there than like i don't know texas so. <laughs> 
like, I'm like, please, Washington. Um, if it's yeah. Texas, please let it be Austin at least. Yeah, I yeah. was like, at least Austin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, wow. So, yeah, uh, it would be crazy if, if you came to the States just to see how uh, – how how you would uh you would see it's been a long time since you've been to the states, so yeah, it, it has been so long. I mean, I would even be glad if it was in LA too. Like I'm, it was more just like logistics of where would I stay kind of thing. But um, yeah, because things have changed, and I still like um especially on my food Instagram, I still follow a lot of restaurants in LA that I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. I want to go there. So you know, just like. Yeah, I want to. I do want to go, and I think I'm. I'm finally missing. Like, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't miss it before. It was just with especially COVID. Like, I was like, I'm not going there. But now I'm like, I'll quarantine for a week if I must, you know, because I'll just work in the hotel and and then like travel for two weeks, you know. Like, I'm starting to be more open to that idea. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because I think the last time you were in the States was the last time my brother was in the States. Like you guys were both here at the same time last time. 2018. No, it was even before that. It must no, have been, it was. Because I, I wasn't even here in 18. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it must, right. it must be, or maybe it was early 17, maybe it was early, end of 17, early 18. I remember I came in December. It's possible. So it was Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that was it. So and I, he's trying to come back to his, his U.S. passport just expired. So he's having a hard uh, time. I, yeah, I actually renewed mine uh, recently. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I lost my China visa, but I don't think I'll be going there for some time. You know, even my, I mean, yeah, it was supposed to be good for 10 years, but like mm. China's like kind of blackballed all visas right now. They're not, yeah, they're shut. They might, it might, it might not be dead for good. It might, it might come back, but like mm-hmm. whenever things uh, open, I'm just excited. Everyone's traveling. Should episode 100 be a podcast with Penguin Ninja? Should, should that be <gasps> episode 100? Like we with him, do that. with him live in the room and then we just do it. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I think, I think that that could, I'm just thinking like that could be a good episode 100. I like that. Yeah. I like that because it's like it's like come full circle in a way, you know, because it's like he was our first and only fan. <laughs> he's now like in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we've had other fans. I've had people message me on Reddit, like, hey, I listen to your show. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I've looked this up on Twitter and people say, I'm listening to you. So like not recently, oh we, just, we just don't record anymore, yeah. but, but he has been the one person who has constantly used our email. <laughs> I feel like, cause I kind of, I, cause I actually stopped listening to all podcasts. I mean, I wasn't even listening to podcasts that much, but I really tried. And I just realized like, I think my attention span and the only podcast i was listening to was ours mostly (laughs) (laughs) but i really was just like oh my god i think i'm just not meant for podcasts because or listening to them because i can't you know people listen to in the background and do something like i can't do that so i ended up just sitting there for like a long time like lying on the couch listening to a podcast and also i don't commute anymore so that's the same yeah that's actually i used to listen on the train or something um, so I always forget about my podcast life. Like, I don't think anyone, I still keep it a secret. Like I don't tell anyone about my podcast. <laughs> it's 
my second identity and you find it, then you find it. That's kind of how I've lived it with the whole, uh, some people know, I've, I've let some people in on it, but like, mm-hmm. usually it is just like, this is me and my friend's side project that's been going on for mm-hmm. seven to eight years. And, yeah. and then I almost feel it. like if you find it, you earned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you because I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> Yeah. Like the, the recorded, yeah. Like the recorded conversation. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a a recap of recorded conversations since 2014. Yeah. I mean, it's still not, even though we keep in touch, it's also still nice to have like a podcast every once in a while to kind of, cause even then there was so much, I actually realized there was so much that happened in the last, like, two weeks actually it was really just two weeks of like oh my god i have all this news to tell you, you know? <laughs> right mm-hmm. and like all, a couple things though like first of all we should have been doing video podcasting forever like, this is so much easier like, i don't know it just feels better doesn't it like, just having like i don't mind it because i was like ever since i started getting my lashes done i was like i look good like all the time now i don't have to care about how i look so it's fine <laughs> even though i'm wearing my pajamas but like um if you <laughs> fine with it yeah and i think like maybe episode 100 should definitely be a video podcast too y- yes yes yeah yeah because but- it's like a special you know yeah, yeah like it's the it's the season one finale yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, even though I just said, like, I don't mind you post, I was like, oh, if I knew I would have kind of dressed this, I would have like worn something cool, you know? <laughs> Cause this is, it's actually, this is the Helvetica Cat shirt, which I don't want to promote. That's actually the main thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, can you just blur this out? Uh, like, oh, that's a name I've not heard in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I guess if we're talking about news, um, my bicycle crew, Trash Pandas, um, it's been going awesome. Like the past couple months, um, it's getting really big in the cycling community now, like way bigger than it used to be. Um, We have all these like, like we did a race for Halloween. It was a big fundraiser, a huge, it was like a huge fundraiser. Like it's turning into this big community big community group thing where we're trying to be like a positive presence which it makes me awesome it makes me proud that i fell into this yeah i follow them on instagram in the beginning was more to just support you and your interests but i I was like it's actually really cool to see how it's developed over the years and like i think it's yeah it's really great that you're there and i've now followed like i was like yeah because it's just interesting even though it's I was always like, oh, this is something I can't ever get into. I, I'm literally like, I used to be like, oh, maybe one day I'll buy. I'm like, no, I'm not, that's not happening. But it's really great. And I like to see, I like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and you have your little, don't you have like a, they uh, have like merch. We have merch. Yeah. We have, yeah. We have t-shirts, uh, ha- a lot of hats, different hats, even like full on bike kits. Yeah. And um like we have like many rides throughout the week now. Like we have the Tuesday night normal ride that's always been there, uh, Friday party rides, and then other every other week we do a like a special like gender expansive ride uh-huh, for uh-huh. like everyone that's not like straight guys, uh-huh. which is that's really cool. Uh-huh. We have like I'm like I'm like wow, I'm really proud of this. Like and it's just like it's all, it's it's, it, it's it's one of the few groups where like you're with people from all different 
walks of life and cultures and work jobs. Like, you know, it blows my mind how people who live in LA say, oh, I only hang out with people who work in my industry. And I'm like, that is not my friend group at all. You're like, that I feel sorry for you and your existence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, man, this is cool. Like, that you had this. I think I kind of wished roller derby would be that, but I think it's just maybe in the States it is, but in Switzerland, it's like it's really hard. And then for me, the, there's nothing local and the commute. And actually, I remember last summer when I was. I went with my friend to Basel for a, a day trip. And I remember riding the train being like, I can't believe twice a week I used to go to Zurich for work. That was 40 minutes. And then go to Basel and come home at like midnight. Which actually, if you think about for other people's lives, it's not a big deal. But in Switzerland, it's they're like, that's insane. You know, because people just, you know, it's just like, they're like, why do you go to three cities in like one day, you know? And I was just like, I don't have it in me anymore. Like, I don't have that in me. And I actually was like, I just want to be a gamer. I mean, I'm not even like, you know, I just like, I just want to play my games, you know? Um, But yeah, I, I think it's, and I think I'm finding that niche. Like actually, my current friend group here, we were all ex-Helvetic cats. Like that's actually how we bonded over our trauma. But, um, but and now we're, and then now we're like D&D, you know? So it was actually really great that I was, I was looking around the table being like, wow, we all left that group and found a new interest. And I've made more friends through that, you know? And I'm learning a lot about myself, a lot about, everything other people stuff like that so i think that's where i found my community um yeah (laughs) so not so much with sports anymore but with nerd stuff as per usual yeah i mean it's just an evolution and you know Mm -hmm. and i I think i think everything has a reason and like i think the reason for havetta cast was just to meet your current the best of the best people and form a new That's, group from it. Yeah, because in a way, I moved to Lucerne because of Helvetica's because I was like, well, I was looking for a place to go, but I was like, oh, I couldn't find this group. And when I moved here and was skating with them and stuff, I was like, it does not feel right. You know, it doesn't feel right. And then, you know, stuff happened. And it really took like four years for me to make these friends. And that's something I actually told the Penguin Ninja because he asked me about like how people socialize and stuff. And Swiss people, they're like cats. Like they to make good, like they need time to trust you. Like they don't trust people who are like, hey, let's be friends. You know, they're just like, what's the catch, you know? And I was like talking to with my Swiss friend today and she was actually saying, you know, I do appreciate Americans for being so much more open because when she was traveling in New York, people would come up to her and talk to her and then she'd be like, and they're like you're european she's like yeah <laughs> but she was like there's you know there's pros and cons you know and i actually realized i used to be so shy in america and now i've moved to countries where people are really just like me that i actually miss having random conversations you know so now it's almost like it took a whole experience to be like i appreciate that now i appreciate that about americans but i also appreciate the fact that so people take time to trust others because i've made fast friendships and most of them did not end well because you don't get the time to know these people and you're halfway through the friendship and like I don't like you anymore how do I get out of this friendship (laughs) (laughs) but with these friends like it really like I felt like 
we were like cats. Like I felt like we were just like, Hey, do you like me now? And like, and there was one guy, like I wasn't sure if he liked me because he wouldn't say hi, but he wouldn't be kind of standoffish. And I was like, Oh, I bet he hates me. And after we hung out in the same group for like a year or like, you know, then he was like, adding me on Instagram on his close friends list. And I was like, oh, oh you like me. <laughs> it just took time, you know? And I was like, okay, okay. And I, yeah, so, yeah, I, I like the way they make friends here. But, yeah. <laughs> that, that is, like, one of the best things about moving abroad and traveling is just seeing, like, other cultures and, like, like the best of that, like, you know, there are like great parts of different cultures and like mm-hmm. there's positives and negatives, but like, it's just interesting to see how people think and like communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so Christmas day. So like my friend, I think we're going to do Christmas Eve together with, with the penguin ninja and everything. And then because of her place setting, like, she's like, I don't know if I can fit all these people at my apartment, but if you guys want to come up for drinks, that's possible. Because I actually was like her, like, I guess, boyfriend who's Italian who can barely speak English. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to meet him so bad. You know, like I was like, I want because basically I told the Penguin Ninja he probably can't travel too much in Switzerland because it's so expensive. But I'll make Lucerne the most amazing time. So I was like. Good for me. Like, in, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, oh, an international person. I was like, he has to meet him, you know, just to get the whole experience. So I was like, can we still like hang out after? She's like, oh yeah, of course, for drinks and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Because yeah, I felt like I want him to meet as many people, you know? And so I'm just like, yeah, really excited. Um, it'll kind of be a good Christmas. <laughs> what what I liked a lot about when I was like visiting you guys in Lucerne was like, it was, a, it was like one of the few travel travelings that I've done where I'm not hitting up a billion places. I'm like, I'm just going to stay in this city for a week and kind of just like hang out at all your, your local spots. And it was like, there was really no, it was just no pressure. It was just like, yeah, it's, it's going to be a chill day every day and just get, get a look into like the life of a, a Lucerne person. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's actually how I like to travel. So when I was in Amsterdam and I was going to spend the weekend in Utrecht with my cousin and I said, hey, so what are we going to do in Utrecht? He's like, actually, I want to go to Amsterdam tomorrow and then Rotterdam on Sunday. And I was like, okay, you lead the way, right? But I was like, so, I mean, I was glad we did it and everything, but I was like, this is definitely not how I like to travel because it was like, bam, see this, bam, see that. And I walked the most I ever walked in my life, I swear, <laughs> like 16 kilometers, you know? And he walked so fast and I was like, can we like slow it down today? He's like, oh yeah, of course. Five minutes later, just and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep up, you know? Which is, again, good for my health, everything. But I was, I think I really liked just being in Amsterdam for, but again, we walked so much. I was like, damn, you guys just but I like just being in the city and just checking out a restaurant here and there, you know. And um, I remember when I went to Taiwan with some friends, like, yeah, like just having a week in one city versus like having to do. I mean, I think there's also value in doing a road trip. I really miss road trips. Like, I think maybe when I go to the States, I would love to do a road trip. But it's like just to stay in a city and kind of experience what it's like with a local person is probably like so where i'm super excited to go to italy with my friend because then her italian boyfriend will show us around and i'm like oh i'm so excited for that because he's gonna know what to eat he's gonna know you know everything like that um 
And I, I think like I realized because part of traveling for me is to not feel stressed. And then when I'm moving around a lot, I get stressed. So yeah. then I'm like, oh, this is not as fun, you know? So I'd rather just take, see less or do less, but see more in a way, you know? No, I mean, from the way you described Amsterdam, whenever I go, I just see myself bringing a book and chilling at cafes and then cycling, yes. cycling a lot. Yeah, like I feel like since everything's kind of close, you can probably see a news, like go to Utrecht or Rotterdam for a day trip. But I would spend the rest of it in the same city and just like experience. Yeah, especially as a like a biker, you know, like you should do it because it's the fucking bike haven <laughs> that I can't ever experience. Like it, to, I was scared, you know, like I was like, oh, my God, they hate me. You could see the look on their face, disappointment on their faces when I didn't cross at the right time. Um, so I think you and I was just thinking now, like, oh, it'd be so cool if one day you did like a trash pandas like international tour like you guys go bike in some city you know like that'd be cool that that would be uh hard to coordinate i don't know oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I, it would be fun um yeah not 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 everyone in trash panda travels internationally so so okay i yeah. mean or even just another city or state there is, there is actually one of my buddy, my, my friend Sean and I, we've been talking for years to do this bike path. Um, it goes from uh, DC to Pittsburgh. And it's supposed to be like this really scenic bike path. And you just stay at like inns and bed breakfasts on the oh, way there. Amazing. All these towns yeah. on the way. And, you know, I've never been to Pittsburgh. So, and it's not like a city people want to go to, even though it's, every, it's a city everyone knows. But it'd be like, all right, that, mm-hmm. that could be a good reason to just go. I, yeah, like, okay, not internationally, because even if it was international, just experience it with, I feel like when you, okay, it's not even about traveling, but go to a new place with your group of people. It's such like a transformative experience. Like you, first of all, you get to know new things about people, how they behave in new situations, but also to share, like, I think I was, I don't know if I told you, but I realized I really don't like traveling by myself. Really? Because I really don't, because I want to, like, as, like, even though I tend to be more of a self person, but when it comes to sharing experience, I want to share it with someone, just one other person. Maybe that's something I could work on to, like, well, not my own company, you know? But I think mostly it's just I want to be able to, like, turn around and be like, oh my God, isn't that cool? (laughs) And because a lot of times when I'm traveling, like, the one time I traveled alone was, um, in Thailand and I actually that's a trip I want to do over but I remember just seeing all this amazing these amazing things and being like oh I wish this person was here to see it with me because they would love it you know or this person blah blah blah. and like and I remember just I still remember I was seeing all the steps of this like pyramid or whatever it was in the hot sun sitting in the shade and being like I just remember being like oh I kind of miss company you know so Mm. yeah I just I think I that was something I was like, I'm glad I tried it to know that I don't like to do it by myself, but I feel like it's still important for me to like do other things by myself, you know, but just, I prefer to be with other people. Yeah. Everyone has their own like favorite way to travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way I do it. I like it 50, 50. I've always, almost every travel place I got, I meet someone at a hostel Mm -hmm. and we become friends like, uh, 
couple of years ago when I went to Mongolia, I ended up camping with this other American girl. When I uh, when I went to Vietnam to like for like two weeks, um, mm-hmm. big chunk of it was by myself. But then like I had nights out with people in my hostel. I got drunk with an old Vietnamese guy. I had I drank with a young Vietnamese guy. <laughs> like I I met like. And that for me, actually, Vietnam was probably one of my favorite trips because it was like a good balance of solo stuff. And then I met a lot of people on that trip. I think you're really social in that sense because I'm a lot more timid. um, And so I don't, I'm not comfortable like reaching out. And even if people reach out to me, I'll be like, I think now I might consider it. But I still remember people would be like, hey, do you want to hang out with us after? And I was like, no. And um, I think that's why I prefer the company of people I know. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, I remember your stories and they were amazing. And that's a, there's always benefits, right? Like if you are really social on trips and go by yourself, you meet new people. Because that's the thing, like when you travel with friends, sometimes it's, you're less likely to meet new people because you're in your group and you're just kind of like you're You're together. kind of like, I've got my human. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely benefits. And I still remember... One year we went to Taiwan together and we kind of did our own, like we planned it our own way. So I was, I think with someone the whole time and you just popped in when you felt like it. And I actually thought that was great because everyone traveled the way they wanted to travel. And I think in the past there have been, I think the reason why sometimes group travel, like people end up like getting mad at each other is because people have things they want to do and you know, they ha- they don't want to compromise certain things, but it's like, hey, if you want to go off and do your own thing, I won't be upset. Do it, you know, and I'm just going to stick with this person and whatever. So. That, that was a great trip. And like, mm-hmm. that was a great example of like, you kind of get the best of both worlds. I'm, yeah. I, I'm just remembering uh, the last time I went to Taiwan, I traveled uh, all the way down. I Taipei, I hung out with people that I knew there. Um, then I went to like, several cities by myself and then when i got to Kaohsiung, i stayed with a friend of a friend taiwanese dude and i spent the the weekend with him and his friends his local friends and then yeah it was like all right i got a lot of solo time and I, my friends and then new people too yeah mm-hmm. same with egypt you know i met a dude from texas we traveled the whole time then when we separated i met a colombian girl and we and that i mean that's better obviously but like <laughs> I was like, yeah, when I say I travel alone, I always assume I'm probably going to meet somebody. But I think also, like, because you assume that, it's almost like you will, you know, yeah. like you will it. I, manif- I, manif- I manifest it into reality. Yeah, because actually now I think about it, because when I travel and I'm like, I'm alone, I manifest and I really am. Because when people are like, hey, do you want to hang out? I'm like, no, I'm alone. <laughs> I went on this trip alone, so I will remain that, you know, like, but, Goodbye. Um, but yeah, it's, see you later. See you never, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it was. And, but then like, but at the same time, for example, when I went with my cousin, he was like, oh, do you mind if we hang out with one of my friends? Part It was my friend's birth, his friend's birthday for the evening. I was like, yeah. So like that I love meeting other people through other people. And that was really great to see all these new people and like, um, and also see my cousin, cause actually this cousin, like, it's funny, like growing up, we never hung out with each other because he was older than me. So he was always like, when we were kids, he was a cool teenager who didn't want to talk to us, but he was always a nicer cousin. Cause his older brother was like, really, we were like scared of him. But anyways, so like, <laughs> we've all had that cousin. 
Yeah. yeah. And then like, we didn't talk for years. I didn't know anything about his life. And then randomly he visited me in Switzerland in Lucerne. And then I was like, Oh, you're so chill and cool. I wasn't, you were chill, but you know, you were like really cool. And then when I went to, but that was only like a couple of days. So when I stayed with him in Utrecht, I got to know him a little bit more. We talked about family stuff and like, um, so I was, fr- and I was just really happy for him that I was like, I'm glad you're with, good people you know because at first for some reason when he's like do you want to hang out with me my friends because my last memory of him was being this cool like bro and kind of like asian bro and i was like oh my god we're gonna hang out with jocks and bros you know but they were not jocks (laughs) bunch of dude bros high five yeah like and they weren't and they were just i was like i would probably hang out with these people so that i was just like that makes me happy to see i have a relative who's like i can relate (laughs) Well, we, we, all, we, all, we all change. Like, think yeah. you've changed mm-hmm. so much. That's so um, true. Yeah. I, think, I think if we ever listened to episode one of this podcast, we'd probably be... Um, I, I was actually thinking about, like, our Reacting early episodes. And, I, and I'm just thinking about, like, we both said like so much, and now we barely say it as we're, as we're talking. If you, I if don't you, even notice. Do we, do we not say it? I feel like I say it sometimes. I, I just re- no. I just have a distinct memory of editing those early episodes, and, there, and you were you especially were like 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 like, like, like. like I actually type it out sometimes when I'm talking, and I'm like, I just said it, I delete it because I'm like, ooh, that's, that's I did it again. I did a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why our zine was called like like like. like that's we- probably. <laughs> oh yeah. Um... Yeah, well, I just realized, like, not to get all nostalgic, but I was like, oh, we just did so many projects together, because I even show, because I have our zines displayed on my shelf, and when the cat sitter came, I mean, the cat, the cat inspector came to this room, and I was like, oh, here's a picture of Spider, my old cat, you know, and just, like, I just had it there, and, like, yeah, I really, I think one day I would like to write again. If it, not you know, now but it's, it's kind of crazy like how that project went it was just something you want to do for fun and it ended up like wasn't it in a bookstore like europe somewhere yes i remember i was looking at sometimes i go through the instagram especially uh get sometimes get notifications and i'm just like oh my gosh we were we were in a bookstore in new york like a really famous one yeah you know? in guangzhou we were, yeah i was like we were at zine fest and then like even though I never ended up tabling, the fact that we did it, that was super cool. And I was like, I I know with, because even now, because now I write every day and sadly, I have no, like. Time. Time and motivation to, even though I missed it. And actually, I feel like that's where I'll, I think that's why. I took D&D so personally because that's where all my cre- – I wrote, like, you don't see it, but I write stories about everything, and I document everything, you know? So that's where the creativity is going, and that's why I feel like oh, I have no juice left for, like, stuff. But one day I would love to do another zine when we have the time and whatever because even though I don't even know, like – because, yeah, like, I haven't distributed this zine. I just forgot about it, but I have them. Um but yeah, like one day because it was I, fun. I do remember at Zine festivals, I would see people like, I mean, obviously there were people 
a lot of people were selling, they made zines like all the time, several years. But I saw some people tabling and like all the zines they were selling were like zines they made from like nine years previous. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we, if we ever table, I mean, we have stacks of zines, you know, we have the merch, we have it, you know, and it's not like, we're like, oh, this is old. It's like no one's read it. <laughs> it's yeah. so new. So we have everything. Um, None of them are really like about current affairs. So like they're nothing. not gonna they're not gonna age or anything. Yeah, it's they're timeless classics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really cool. Like I just remember because um, do you still follow Rachel Mason? She she remember her? She was. Um, we saw her, she did this production in Hong Kong and then we interviewed her for our movie zine. I remember she was her. The clown. Yeah. And I, I still follow, follow her. her. Okay. I still uh. follow her. And she, first of all, I didn't know her, but she never, she was so humble, but like her parents are so famous. Like they, well, they were famous for starting up this, like the first like gay bookstore in LA called Circus of Books. And they made a Netflix documentary you know and she put i was like she was so humble but she did all these things and i just remember i was looking at her picture and i was like we interviewed her like you know that's so cool and actually one day she it was not it was like maybe a year or two ago she posted a picture that i took and was mentioned in hong kong i remember commenting like oh yeah this was in hong kong do you remember blah blah she's like yeah but i was like that's cool you know like we did a lot of cool stuff and then we just I just forgot about it. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just like, you know, like life continued. Yes. Yes. It just continues. We just do cool things and then we move on and do, I feel like I haven't done as many cool things, but, but yeah, I'm happy playing my games. So we talk about Pokemon Unite now. <laughs> yeah. So what is, what is, yeah. I, I, that, that we, I, I, I noticed you were trying to segue back into games a, a couple times. So let's get this. What is Pokemon Unite? Okay, so Pokemon Unite. So I got get all my facts from Daniel. If he wasn't here, I would not play this game. But basically, Pokemon is trying to go into every platform imaginable. So they're moving into MOBA games, which is multi-online battle arena games. So it's kind of like League of Legends that I've never played, but it's basically you would random people get together and you just attack each other. I remember when he was explaining me the concept, I was like, how is this going to work? You're supposed to catch Pokemon and blah, blah, blah. But it's actually really cool because it was, because normally I don't play a lot of fighting battle games, but I'm actually really good at it. Like, I think I'm a good player. So what it is is that they announce like a new character. They have, they have different classes. You know, they have like attack, supporter defender um all-rounder so they have each pokemon have these specific and they have their um moves and you just go into a battle basically it's like playing capture not really capture the flag you just have to score goals but you have to like attack them with your moves and stuff and like strategize you can hide in the bushes and stuff and i actually got way i'm always like I'll just never not be into Pokemon, but I'm watching Sun and Moon, the series. That's also the only thing I'm watching because I'm like, I want to know more about these Pokemon (laughs) moves and then these new Pokemon, you know, I've never heard of them before. And um, yeah, it's just like, it's a different way of playing because you actually can see, because you know, when you play the game, they're like, you know, Charizard uses 
flamethrower and it's like you know and then but then there you see like he passes a charge attacks his attack where he grabs you and it drops you down you know like so you actually see the moves which is actually really cool and like how and but at the same time it's not like oh a grass type would affect this type more it's not they don't get into that specifics Ty- but types they, aren't types yeah. aren't a thing anymore it's like the cartoon bit i mean the show yeah. is the same thing too like pikachu could hurt onyx so, yeah oh, that can't happen like yeah it's actually really funny that we watching this show being like how is this even possible like there was one like tiny litten that was gonna attack this huge evolved form i was like you'd be dead you know but okay um so it's just really cool to see so i started first of all i got into it seeing that and then of course it's like you could you can get cool outfits i'm like all right you know so um but that's the game it's just like very different from the normal like the usual game i actually got back into playing i still never finished my sword and shield game um so i i now it's like my travel game now so i play it like when i'm commuting in a travel so on my birthday i was playing it again and stuff um but yeah it's nice to be back in the pokeverse pokemon <laughs> is essentially like D. it's turn-based that is turn-based combat Mm-hmm. You meet people, mm-hmm. you, you go to town to town, you meet people, you got to do side quests. Yes. I think the most annoying thing so far is the fact that Ash is like ageless, you know, like immortal. Um, but then they actually, it was sweet because in this region, they're in the Alola region and they actually go to Pallet Town. They have one episode, they go back to Kalos and then Brock and Misty show up and you're like, wow. and they're like, oh. I remember you, you know? <laughs> and you're just like that was actually really nostalgic. And the Pokemon he leaves there, they remember him and stuff. So you're just like, ah. But and I, yeah. But I think they're from what Daniel told me, they're transitioning away from Ash and making a new character. Because it's time for him, I guess, to retire. I guess. But I are they know. at least gonna let him become a Pokemon master? Like, has he? Oh yeah. Them? He has to catch it. Has he caught them all? Actually, I don't know, but he does. I think they, he finally wins something, not in this show, but like the next one. I think they, they gave him his thing, his glory, and then they're like, okay, let's start to segue into a new... I felt like what they should have done was they should have just had an age. Yeah. You know, he could have just aged into a Professor Oak, or he could have just been a gym leader, and then there could have been a new character, you know? Because I felt like we aged, and the people are watching, of course, probably kids, but I'm sure there's people like me who are still watching the show. So you want to see him like to grow up and, you know, become a fully formed adult and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I've, I've never seen it, but like the, I, I'm sure Daniel knows that the, Naruto, I think they made him, they grew him up. Oh yeah. He watches the, the Boruto. So there's Naruto. I don't watch a show, but he'll be like, I'm watching Boruto now. So Boruto is Naruto's son. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, and they have it, and then people watch it, and you know, I, it could have been a whole Doctor Who thing, like you know, like you just age gracefully, and then they move on with the next one, and you know, and he can always be there, but just he's yeah doing his thing, you know. Maybe he is the ma- Pokemon master by this point. I don't know if you got this spoiler, but apparently Cora shows up. Uh... Aang and everyone as, as adults flashbacks is when they're adults like Aang is like in his 40s and you see him I saw they, I think they show that in the first season but it's like you see <laughs> it's like you see him when he's like a prime avatar like I, I don't like so like and that's cool. so weird it is 
Oh, wow. he has he has a he's still bald, but he has a beard like this like goatee, and I'm just like. That's I just enough. could not imagine him with this. So I'm just like, mm. okay, you know, but yeah, I think I was just a bit, I'm like, oh, Aang as a kid was so cool. And now he's fucking like, I don't know, like a thing happening. And, um, but actually I think the reason why I wanted to watch, I was like, oh, should I watch chorus? Because some of the characters come back, they're still alive. So I was like, oh, I want to see what Toph looks like, you know, now and stuff. And, um, actually, my friend who's watched Korra, she was telling me, so it's not a super spoiler, but like, and this is where I was like, oh, fan service added again, you know, so basically Korra is supposed to be like Katara, because she's also a waterbender. And there's a character named Mako, who just looks like Zuko. At first, I thought it was like Zuko's son, but they're not related. And they basically have a crush on each other. That's also why I was like so annoyed because, like, oh, already they have a crush on each other. But it's because so many people wanted Katara and Zuko to get together. So they did that early season one, which is why I was like, because then you start to feel like, oh, this is a kid's show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought Korra, I thought Korra was, was bi. Uh, well, I was only season one, so oh, okay. maybe. But, uh, yeah. but they did that thing. I think they had that whole narrative for fan service, which got actually that whole thing got me out of the show because I was like, I know they're teenagers, but it'd was... be nice if they didn't focus so much on them because you know, you knew Kat, uh, Katara and Aang had a crush on each other, but it was so like sweet it was in the background so they could focus on other stuff and actually so when they did act upon their crush it was more like genuine and sweet but these two are just like oh my god i'm in love with him it's like oh but don't tell him you know like it's just something like that we're just like Uh, it's like like tv (laughs) drama and it's like yeah it just felt really like first of all talking about character relationships zuko and katara would have been a nightmare they yeah zuko has a lot of issues that he has to deal with He's, you know, and plus, he already had a girlfriend on the show that was like they were pretty tight. And yeah, like, and then she, they were more simple because she was like all dark and brooding. Who could probably deal with Zuko's like psychological trauma and stuff? Whereas Kataro was, I actually like I she never betra- she betrayed Azula to save him. Like you just want to yeah. throw her away. Like she did a lot. Of stuff. Yeah, she really loved him, and I felt like that was really cool. yeah. So the character arcs were so great in this the series, and I. I never because they had you know they had a moment in the cave like Katara I think Zuko told Katara about her they bonded over moms or something and I think it was that moment it was like oh my god kiss or something but I actually never was like oh I hope they get to I was just like no like <laughs> they don't belong together <laughs> but yeah it was like it was always like well I hope. Aang can make it happen, or unless he has to be like this celibate monk his entire life. Like, hopefully, which I actually thought was cool that he didn't have because I was like, oh, is he a monk and he would never be able to act on his love for Katara? But in the end, like, I think the final scene they kiss, right? That was the last scene. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> Maybe that was a mistake, though. Maybe you jumped into Korra too quickly and everything was just super jarring. You're like. I just saw this great happy ending, and now right. I watch it immediately. And I'm because when Cora came out, I'm pretty sure it came out years later, so people had to. And like I've, I've like, so I think maybe it'd be easier on me since I've waited a year to. Yeah, I waited like a week. 
yeah. then I was like, and yeah, when you compare the two, like, you're just like, oh my God. Like, especially just after seeing a masterpiece, nothing, it's really hard to top that. And um, yeah, I think if I waited like four years. <laughs> you need longer. You need wait. Yeah, I think I would have been like, okay, cool. You know, this is a cool continuation. Yeah, it can never live up to the original, but, but yeah, it was, it was too, I think I, I knew that. I was like, damn, it's too soon. Like, I should just. I should have savored it a little longer, you know, versus just rushing into it. Yeah. Let that ending sit with you for a while, you know, yeah. and like, like, all right, that's a great bookend right there. And I could revisit this universe later. Yeah. I was actually thinking when my friend was telling me, you should be watching more shows in German. I was like, well, this time I'll rewatch Avatar in German. Because when I first tried it, it was really hard because I didn't. So I, I think I tried to watch Avatar in German the first, never seeing it before. And I was having a hard time following along with the story like beyond the first episode so i stopped and then this time when i was like you know i'm gonna watch it in english then it was way more interesting <laughs> <laughs> but i think that i've seen it then i can rewatch it and see what it's like yeah that would actually help because you know what you're talking about so you could actually connect the words better yeah i think like when you're learning a language probably never watch something you've never seen in a language you don't understand because it's so hard. It should probably be like something you've seen like a million yeah. times. Well, I, I should probably watch Star Wars and Mandarin and just see how that goes. Speaking of Star Wars, have you seen the, was it Star, was it Visions or something? or? Oh, I actually, so I, I'm on the last episode now. Okay, I watched yeah. all this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, wow, it's like, they should have made Star Wars into anime years ago. Like, yeah, really right? Like, yeah, there were some episodes where I was like, mm, and there was one episode where I was like, this looks like Pokemon, because <laughs> I've never drawn. But there were some really great episodes. Um, and I think this is Daniel saying, yeah, people didn't like, because they were like, don't touch Star But you're like, dude, actually, it's actually so interesting to be like, of course there would be a, like a planet or a universe where other cultures is not just like the main star wars culture you know like there's other ones like i thought their weapons were really cool yeah yeah did you guys watch it in german or in japanese or in english japanese. same I was, same yeah i was like at first they're like do you want to because watch it with some friends and they're like do you want to watch it in english i was like no it makes it so much cooler in japanese because we're watching anime and it was it was really cool yeah Wh which one was your favorite if it's the last episode, don't tell me because I'm not there yet. But like okay. any, anyone besides the final one. I actually one. don't remember the last episode because so it's not my favorite, I think, because my favorite one was the ninth Jedi or something. That's the one where she's delivering the lightsabers. Yes, yes that was really good. That was an awesome I, one. Yeah, because there was some where I was like, I felt like it was more like a short little vignette about a... a a short story but that felt really complete and it was right away like it wasn't just like only only like lightsaber battle it was like a whole story and it was very good um that was my favorite i, I liked how they like played around with like the star wars lightsaber mythologies too like if you're evil it just turns red automatically yeah like actually that was something because I always noticed that like, oh, they have different colors, but they never really explain it, at least because I don't look into the lore and stuff. So they kind of explain it here. And that made it really interesting. Like that part where they're like, who's the Sith? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was 
cool. Well, to get nerdy, basically, um, the way like if you watch like the the, the full cartoon shows, the three the the the, the American ones, yeah. basically lightsabers are kind of like harry potter wands like the, 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 the lightsaber crystals choose the jedi and based on your person like based on who you are it'll be a purple or blue and so and it's like and then like when the, the way they turn red is a sith has to kill the jedi and kind of like use their darkness to poison that dead so all every sith lightsaber is from a jedi they killed and their and their darkness turns it red but I liked how in this short they changed it up where it was like, no, like if you turn bad, it just it just turns red on like, a good lightsaber would turn red automatically. Like I like how it just immediate it was different, it immediately changes with who whoever is handling it at that yeah. moment. And it was like purple and blue was like undecided or it was just like ambiguous or because there were some that was like purple and stuff. I can't remember. I don't know. I, I, I just know red is usually just bad. Yeah. Um, I, I know one of the Star Wars characters who's like good, but not a Jedi. It's like a white lightsaber. That's kind of like. That, uh, okay. That, that's yeah. like no color. It's, so that's supposed to be kind of like the, the general. The oh, middle yeah, ground. Because this one, she her lightsaber was white, and they were like, once you become, you harness the Jedi power, it starts to it'll turn green or something, because her lightsaber tr- changes color. I think that was part of it. Yeah, that was a cool one. What was your favorite? I really liked. Actually, the one I saw yesterday was really good. It was the one with like they adopt this little bunny rabbit character, and oh. and then like her sister joins the empire, and she, so he gives her like the family lightsaber. That was really that was good. Intense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the one where there was like a kind of like a a samurai Jedi go, wanders. Into, I think it's the first one. He goes into yeah, the town, the first one. and uh-huh. it's, it's almost like seven samurai. Like these bandits come in, and he has to like take them all out yeah one that i like a lot of people didn't like it apparently was the one with the with uh jabba the hutt's nephew who's in a rock band i thought that was fun that was definitely for the kids but i was like yeah i liked it yeah you know me i like shows i like bands. yeah like, you're I, like yeah i thought i like yeah. it with his little nose ring you know like yeah. i thought it was cute i liked it and the music was actually catchy so i was like you yeah it's like damn they put good work into this like yeah I think the one I liked the least was because I didn't really get it. Was the one? It was the one that looked like Pokemon the the style, but it was the blonde twins or something. Blonde. And then they like go. Yeah. See, I don't remember. Can't remember. Are they? Are they both like? They both. They both like have their own star destroyer. They're in the Empire, and like one of them turns good. Oh no no no! Not that one. That I like that one too. No, it was. So, okay, so this, they were not. So this one's not about twins. Then I'm getting them confused. But it's basically this: this Jedi lands on this planet, and then like they're like there was some like lore with the planet, and there was like a waterfall or something, and there was a village, and someone was being married off. Like I honestly, like, I can't even remember what happened. But I just remember being like, I don't really understand what was happening here. What the point of that? Was. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was like. A Jedi and his Padawan were like in this, were like on this like, like planet where everyone's into nature and yes, that they were gonna one. marry her off to like one of the bandits and the the, okay. the, Padaw- the Padawan saves her, and um, 
then her master stays on the planet for some reason. It was okay. It was, yeah, it was I like, remember. Yeah, I just I didn't get it. Like I was just like, uh, yeah, there were just better episodes. I even liked the asteroid one. I thought that was really. I just liked the drawing style. Um, that was cute. Um, yeah, I don't remember what the last episode was. Like, so I can't even tell you what it was. <laughs> it's funny with Star Wars. Like now they're. Their TV stuff is like way better than the last couple movies, mm. uh, which I don't. That last movie that came out right before COVID was like one of the worst Star Wars movies I've ever seen in my life. Which one was that? Was that one uh, the, the Han Ra- Solo one? No, no, no. I love that one. Okay, it's, it's the one with like uh, the Rise of Skywalker, where like uh, the Emperor comes back for some reason. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. And- Kylo Ren dies and I'm like this and the, and the pacing is just yeah. really fast and I was like yeah. this is like terror like I, I actually that movie was so bad all the movies with Ray and Finn I don't like them really much anymore because it just it was like it was almost like Game of Thrones where it's like it was like it was so bad like I kind of like don't care about the sequel trilogy anymore I noticed that I feel like because I noticed this with Marvel movies that the series are a lot better than the movies themselves. I think at least. And I feel like it's because they actually have more time to tell the story. So they don't really rush it. And whereas the movie, they're like, we got to get all this information, you know, because yeah, I actually, because I saw the last couple Marvel series, except the what if I didn't really like it that much, but um, the one with the captain, Falcon, Cap Falcon. Oh yeah, the boat. <laughs> oh, I, the boat. The boat. I don't oh, because Falcon, because because the Falcon one, it was all about him building his family boat. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you not like it? No, I, I, I oh. when I watched it, I was no, no. I mean, no, I did like it. Um, when I watched it, I was like, I, I honestly care about Falcon getting his family and fixing the boat more than when him and Bucky had like a whole episode fixing the boat for his sister. I was like, I'm more into this storyline and they're just dealing with their issues. And like, I'm more into this than the actual action story part. Yeah. You know, like I, so, okay. With Marvel, I think especially with any movie that has a lot of characters that I don't really, I don't have a connection to. So I remember in infinity wars, when everyone was dying, I like, didn't care like people like you know because i just didn't really care and i felt like they so i noticed that the series were all about characters that weren't the biggest stars but like the wandavision one i that's when i was like oh i care about vision and wanda you know like it was really good and then i remember when the falcon and the winter soldier that's the one right when it came out um, I remember Daniel once watching. I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like it." You know, it's because they're always about like army stuff. And yeah, the first episode, I was like, oh, "I don't know," but then it picked up a lot, like in the fourth episode. And I really liked their little their relationship. I cared about Bucky. I cared about you know. I started to care about them, and I actually appreciated that they didn't go over more episodes than they needed to. Because WandaVision was like. 12 episodes and this one was only eight and i was just like oh they found the right place and they were like we're gonna stop it was it. like and a good amount like yeah did yeah. you see the what was the other one the loki. other show loki that was good too 
Yeah, I also, again, Daniel, I'm always, like, reluctant to watch it for some reason. And, like, Daniel's like, let's watch it. And I was like, okay. And then the whole time, what was it? Time, well, forgot what it's called. But that very, whole thing very was doctor, so Very Doctor Who. Yeah, I was yeah. like, clocks and just, like, time travel. I was super into it. And then the whole one, the, at the last episode, where you're like, next one. And then it was like, oh, no, there's no more. And you're like, oh, no. And, like, that was really good. The only one I didn't like was What If?, um i didn't watch it it's i think when you watch the first two you're like oh this is interesting but it's so but then when you get to the end you're like oh they basically like purposefully made these episodes because they all come together at the it was just very just and it became really like fan servicey where it's like what if we had a zombie episode you know like what if we had and you're just like like I don't really care because these aren't even like I guess I don't I guess they're canon but at the same time like not really so like why do I care about these like, that's kind of why I didn't watch it I'm like oh yeah. it's all what if I don't care exactly and it was the titles were literally like what if Captain America was you know like it was like that so just... like, was it, <laughs> it like, was like what, what if Captain America was Peggy instead of yeah no, no, is that no, what I it was about. Is that what the episode? It, it was that, yes, but it was I forgot the title. But there was one was like, "What if Star Lord Star Lord was T'Challa?" Like literally, like that, and you're just like, "Okay, yes, you know, like." <laughs> but he's not. So what? yeah, I was like, I guess what if Star Lord was someone else? You know, like it could be anybody. And like, what if? Oh, what what if? Uh, who's that guy? Doctor Strange lost his heart. You know, and it was just like. It was just too. I was like, this is too much. Like, it's just too much. <laughs> I didn't like it. No. Yeah, I think the show is the future. The shows because the movies. There's like new Eternals movie. It does not look interesting at all. Like, it looks like the not Avengers. Just very. Yeah, it boring. got. A, yeah, it, it got a lot of. At first, I thought I was gonna skip it, and then because everyone's like, "Oh, it was really good," you know. So I was like, now I'm curious. But yeah, I remember when I saw it. I didn't watch the trailers, but just the pictures itself. I was like, oh, more people in a movie and I have to get to know more people, like more yeah. cast. I was not as interested. I did like um, Shang-Chi just because, like, I thought that was a great movie. It's um, good? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, I was waiting for it to go on Disney+. Plus. Okay. It, I think it's there now. But, um, yeah, I I wanted to support it um, just in general, but it exceeded my expectations a lot. Like, I think they did a really good job like handling the language, like actually a good chunk of the movies in Mandarin, um, which I thought was super cool. And- Tony Lung speaks English, that's gonna be weird. Yeah, and Tony Lung speaks English and Mandarin, (laughs) but, uh, and he was the, when you're like, damn, this is a good actor. Like he, he acted with just his eyes. You were just like, oh my God. Like I cried. In you're, getting, you're getting like in the mood for love eyes watching that. No, the opposite. But like. Oh, the op- Oh, I don't know. I'm watching. I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ooh, so it's not I'm the not same. Not, yes, in the mood for love. Yeah. yeah. yeah like that. Um, and I thought like, <laughs> it's funny. I was just complaining that the main character, Sean Chi, I was like, I could have he could have done more facial expressions. And Daniel was like, what? I thought he was really good. I was like, yeah, but 
he was less expressive compared to like Tony Leung, you know? So like, and it's, he has like a sister and she was very expressive too. So, but um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool movie. I think I actually wanted to watch it again in theaters, but then I just got lazy and didn't, but I rec- that's a good one. And um, there's like the, yeah. there's also the Black, Black Widow. Widow. I haven't seen which that one I did either. not see. Like, I was like, should we see it? And then we were like wanting to wait for it to go on Disney Plus and then it I think you have to pay for it because we were using our friends Disney Plus. So we're like, we're not gonna pay for it. I'll just stream it one day. But she's dead. Who cares? Like why do they make yeah, it now? They actually she was like when they were like, She deserves her movie now. I was like, I never I never really, because I didn't really know what her thing, because you know how everyone had a thing, right? So I was yeah. like, what was her thing? She's a black widow, but she can read minds. Like, how is that like a black widow? So I think that that, because it didn't make sense to me, I was like, not interested. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess they're trying to like, I guess the Avengers are over. So like Eternals mm. and Shang-Chi, they're supposed to be like the new heroes. That's true. I think I'm just having a hard time. Like, uh, I don't know who these characters. So, like, do I want to see? Like, I think it's just like they're not like Captain America. So, like, I don't know who these characters. And I, I don't. You're like, heard- I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I don't think I've ever read them in like comic books either before. So I don't really. I'm like, uh, are these new? Like, what is this? Like, so actually, it's, I mean, I, I'll tell you later because it kind of is spoilers. But Shang Chi is a character and. They basically combine different characters. There is a character Shang-Chi, but they combine different ones to for the movie because they're, I guess, like just to simplify things, you know, um, and make a continuous storyline. So that was actually interesting. But yeah, I don't know about Eternal. I was just like, I don't know why when they put like really big stars in this movie, it just also made me less interested because I was like, oh, did you just get Angelina Jolie because she's a big star? Like, is that why you, she's in this movie? Like, I'm so skeptical, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the Spider-Man is coming out. Um, apparently, they're bringing back Tobey Maguire. So I'm excited for Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, that one I'm definitely going to see in theaters. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, my girl's in Daya's in it. So I, that's 100% going to be watching that maybe twice. Yeah, speaking of Zendaya, like, have you seen Dune? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. It was, it was a slow start for me, to be honest. But as the, but by the end of the movie, I was like at the edge of my seat. Yeah. And I knew, I mean, they said part one. So I was like, okay, it's good. Like, it makes sense. At first, I was like, why are they spending so much? Is this part one? Why is it so slow? But it was, I mean, I actually later appreciated it because I was like, they let you really savor the story versus being like, no, let's get some more action, you know? And then it, and it, it picks up later. Um, and it was also just beautifully shot. And I've never seen Timothy Chalamet act because I've not seen any of his movies. So I heard a lot about him. So I was Same. just really curious about his acting. And I was like, okay, you can act, you know? And um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I had been wanting to read the book for years but it's, I heard it's really thick. and It's like... My, yeah, and I think notice, like, I know my reading attention span has it's suffered over the years. So I was like, I think I'll watch the movies first and then maybe try to read it. But I heard it's really good. Yeah. I mean, but ha- did you, you watch to... the 80s one? No, the David Lynch one? 
Yeah. Uh, no, but now I can't because it'll yeah. spoil it'll spoil exactly. part two of the new one. So yeah. I'm like, it's like shit. Because one of my buddies said he was gonna watch it, but he read the books, so he knows the okay, story. Okay, then it's so, fine. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The the other two movies I got to see uh Edgar Wright uh Last Night in Soho, oh. his new one. You know Edgar Wright. He's a he's the guy who did Baby Driver and uh, Shaun of the Scott, Dead. Scott, Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim. Right? Yeah. Last. Wow, I don't know things that are okay. So now, aside from the blockbusters, I don't even know what movies are coming up. This one, Matt is Smith, this a scary movie? It's his first horror movie. Oh, okay. Because I just but, saw the cover and I was like, oh. <laughs> but it, Matt Smith plays like a fucked up pimp, like in like London. It's it's uh. It's, but it's not, I think I would say you could watch it because it's not jump scares. It's more the main, basically the story is about this young girl becomes a, wants to go to, moves to London to be a a fashion designer. And she ends up being, take, like having visions in her old, her her apartment of a, of a ghost who used Mm -hmm. to live there, who, who, who also moved to London, like in the sixties, who wanted to make it big as a singer. And she ended up getting into the underworld of like being a prostitute and being pimped out and like all this trauma and meeting the worst people. And so the the girl who's like living through her experiences, she, she's like kind of going crazy a little bit, or everyone thinks Uh she's going crazy Uh because she's like reliving it and seeing like all the, she's like all the, all the guys, who used to be her customers are like skeletons everywhere now. And Matt Smith was, is like this really evil guy. Um, uh-huh. So it, in that way, it is a horror movie with ghosts and stuff, but like, it's not jump scares really. Okay. So- I, Cause look, I had to close the cover cause the cover already freaked me out. So I definitely will not watch it <laughs> <in> theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Oh, did you end up doing a horror movie for October? I actually did not. I was going to, but because, you know, the day is when Spider passed and I was actually didn't feel like wanting to feel something like feel scared. So I ended up watching The Addams Family, which I was like, actually, yeah, maybe I, I change it up every year, you know, or maybe watch the horror movie earlier in the month or something. But like... It was actually nice to watch these movies that the last time I saw it, I was a child. And I also realized I actually never knew the plot of the Adams Valley movie. <laughs> like, I had no idea there was stuff happening with, with what, Vester? Or what's his name? Fester? I've never uh, seen Adams Family, but I've always wanted to. Oh. Uncle, Uncle yeah, Fester, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for some reason, I think I, I think I also watched both of them as a child so I'd probably mash them into one movie and I was ever watching me like this is completely new new to me like there were moments memories of it that I remember oh, I saw this part but the actual plot I had no idea so it was it was cool and I, and I so I was like oh I want to revisit these old classics too and uh, maybe on Halloween night I watched these kind of chill movies and maybe earlier I watched because I kept postpone i think that's why i kept postponing it being like oh it's gonna be on halloween and then on the day of i was like i don't feel like (laughs) feeling like this so (laughs) i'll watch something else um yeah so that was my movie this year adam's family if you want to move into the realm of horror comedies i have two recommendations that it could be a possible choice for 2022 okay have you ever seen a death becomes her i've heard of it it's really funny 
It's basically it's a uh, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis. Okay. First of all, I I only saw it two years ago. I'm like, how could I have never seen a movie with like three big stars like that? Yeah. And uh, basically, Bruce Willis plays like a very meek and cowardly guy, which is completely different than his yeah. usual badass. And uh, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn are like two women who want to like have eternal youth, and they ended up and they end up like it ends up going backwards and they end up like turning into zombies uh-huh <laughs> so okay that like, sounds kind of funny yeah body, that sounds bo- funny. you know they're really into like their nose job but then like she's turning into a zombie so her nose is falling off and <laughs> whatever net it, it's really it's really zany and silly and okay that's a zombie element um another one um it's actually one of the greatest horror movies ever but it's really funny um, it's an American werewolf in Paris, I and mean, in London, in London, an American werewolf Ooh. in London. And um, is that with the? Um... Oh, I remember this movie. It's with uh, Marty McFly. Was he in it or no? No, no. You're thinking of Teen Wolf. Oh. Which that's just a comedy where he turns into a wolf and he's in high school. Uh, uh, American Werewolf in London was uh, made by a uh, 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 John Landis, and mm-hmm. basically it's these two American guys. They're backpacking through london one gets attacked by a werewolf one gets murdered by a werewolf and yeah he's a he's just he's just like at night he kills everyone his friend his dead friend comes back as a zombie saying you got to kill yourself because i'm in like limbo and he's like also deteriorating like turn into a messed up zombie and it's like it has one of the best stop motion werewolf human transformations ever. Mm-hmm. Like you see his claws growing and it's, it's uh-huh. really cool looking. And oh, there's a scene where he meets his friend like in an old porno theater and the porno they're watching is like hilarious. <laughs> like, okay, I think, uh, yeah, I like this horror comedy. So it's like you get a bit of horror, but it's like lighthearted. So I'm not like feeling all like, oh, now I'm like feeling disgusted or something, you know, like the fly which actually i was even though it was disgusting i actually really that was a good halloween movie year the fly the fly and the i mean the fly it's no it's not really no jump there's no jump scares really it's just like a lot of gooey fingernails it was disgusting and i think to see also again like i've not seen um oh my god i'm blanking on his name <laughs> jeff goldblum yeah, I've not seen him. He always plays this like kind of ser- like he in the beginning he plays him like kind of the characters that he usually plays, and you see him. It's not just him slowly turning into a fly, but mentally as well. And I think I really enjoy. I I think I love movies when actors or the character, not like they betray their character, but more like their character changes and you watch them go nuts. I think that's why I really like Azula. Like. She was so scary. And then when she kind of loses it at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is great. <laughs> I love that it was... when they, like, lose it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yes, yes. You know, like, that's what, yeah. So I really like it when they do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think, like, I realized Azula is my favorite character in the show. Oh, okay. She's definitely not my favorite character. I think I never go for the baddies. I like, I like the hero. I like the good. I think Zuko is my favorite. Zuko. Oh, he de- he definitely. It's, it's, Zuko is basically like if they did Kylo Ren, but good. Yeah. Like his, his like because so yeah. he t- he turns bad, but he's not really bad. I mean, yeah. the whole reason he gets banished is because he tried to stand up for something good, and his father just banished him. And yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I liked Zuko a lot because I was like, 
I know how you feel, but also like I felt. I mean, I loved all the characters, um, but I thought I kind of liked the ones that have the most like torment, you know, and they had the most development. And so for Bizuka was, and especially his relationship with his uncle, that was so uncle like, hero. Yeah, it was yeah. so good, and like. I forgot. I remember there was a scene where, like, I, I guess he uh, goes, he feels, I think it's, like, the part where he betrays Iro, and then he comes back, and he's like, oh, are you mad at me? And his uncle's like, I will never be mad. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, he was, like, the perfect father figure, and I was like, you just didn't appreciate him, you know? But I loved I loved it so much. Oh, um, how about when Iro is in prison and he just starts doing pull-ups? Like he's just, Oh, yeah, that was cool. You're like, like, oh, dang. You know, he's just like, yeah, because he also, and he's so smart. Or he, he's always like really chill, but when he needs to like be serious. And also, I think that's what I liked about Iro, where he also started out like. A warmonger. I guess, yeah, and I guess because of his family, right? And the son dies. Yeah. And then he realizes like. I don't want to do this. And I, when he actually goes back to Bossing Say, he just like, just like, I just want to open a tea shop, you know? And you're just like, that's amazing. Like, I love you, you know? Like, he has no, and he really was like, because I still remember when they were in that underground cave and for some, because sometimes like, you're like, I don't know, is Eero going to choose sides? Is he going to switch? But he always stays on the side of the Avatar and he's very like, chill and good. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love how we're finally having our avatar talk. We did it over a yes. couple of messages, but now we could finally do it live. Yeah, like just yeah. deep dive into avatar. And I'm so glad because I think you mentioned it, but I was, you never, I don't think you ever were like, oh, you got to watch this show. Maybe you have, but it wasn't like, oh, have you watched it kind of thing. So I kind of started watching it a bit unprompted and I was really glad I did that because yeah, I think you were surprised when I was watching it, right? Um, yeah, because I literally I just finished it like a couple months before. Yeah, and so it was, yeah, I was glad that happened. One character that's like very well written for a kid's show. I forgot his name, but he's like the one, he's like a, his group of bandits and he hates the Fire Nation. So he, and he's very manipulative. Like he, he Katara, yes! Katara likes him and he just manipulates her and like Jet. He, Jet, yeah. And he just lies. Like he, he's an easy liar. And then like at the end, like he has a dying, bleeding to death in a cave. Yeah. Like it's, it's sad. He reminded me actually of Rufio. I felt like it was a little homage, right? And did, not voiced by. Um, did, did Dante Bosco voice him? He didn't. I checked. Because <laughs> I was like, who is this? No, he, what, it was some other guy, but. I felt like, because it was a bit like the Lost Boys, he was a leader, and Rufio, you know, gets killed in the end. And, yeah, he was like, that was a good, because in the beginning, you're like, I don't like him. He's got some sketchy, like, facial features, you know? And then, yeah, I, I, actually, I, I what I liked about this show is, even though it's for kids, they didn't, like try to be like oh everyone's pg rated they were these were at least pg-13 kids you know or like they because actually there are people like that you know you meet kids like that in real life and i i like that they didn't hold back because they like i remember thinking like damn this guy's a dick you know like oh my god he's horrible and and then when he goes with them to bossing scene you're like oh my god no he's here so it was really like um yeah like yeah i I like so i kind of like I like his character. I didn't like him, but I also, yeah, he was a good character. Mm-hmm. A yeah. good, good point when they were like, it's definitely PG, like more adult, like 
thinking than like a kid's you're like simple evil and bad like one that spoke to me a lot was when they go to the fire nation like the whole series of like oh the fire nation is this warmonger country and nation they're evil and then they go and like the fire nation has like school normal school yeah. kids and they have festivals it's, it kind of makes me think of like like in our parents generation when like russia was seen as like evil but like the average russian person is just probably just has a family and just like yeah they're know. just people yeah you know and like yeah like the, like the governments are fighting but like they probably just they're just trying to have a beer at the end of the day and yeah relax i think like like yeah it was nickelodeon and i think yeah i knew this this show was on when i was a kid but i remember think i was like what a teenager so i remember thinking like oh this is for children i'm not gonna watch this you know and now watching as an adult you realize like i appreciate shows that they know the audience is going to be kids to teenagers or whatever but they don't baby them they're not like oh, you were a kid, so we're going to give you this information because you can't handle other stuff. Like, they really were just like, we're going to tell you a good story, <laughs> you know? And World building. I, yeah, and I felt, yeah, it was an amazing world, you know? Like, amazing, like, when they start to expand the world, you're just like, where did they go? Oh, my God. Like, there's so many cool places. The whole, like, yeah, like, and actually the coolest part of Korra, which is why I, I do recommend it, is the, like, it's, yeah, like what happened afterwards, you know? And that's actually, like, I was more interested. I found that the world really interesting. It was one of the characters that were annoying me. Um, Cora annoyed me so much. Um, yeah, so. She's not like, um, who's like, yeah, like, it's like I, instantly likable. Yeah, and I think it's because the characters were just less developed. So rather than have nuances, they were just like, she's just hot-headed. He's just like this. They had their they had their one thing, and there was one guy who was like, he's trying to be the Sokka of the group because, but his jokes are just not as funny, you know. So it's like, it's um, it was like that. Like it was very one 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 dimensional. dimensional. Mm. Yeah. So that's like you said. I will wait a bit. I actually, to be honest, I might just end up watching because now I'm just curious what happened. You know, like what happened now? <laughs> yeah, maybe it gets better. Hopefully, um, I did read somewhere where they're like. Nickelodeon just made an, a full-on new animation studio called like Avatar Productions or something. So they want to make more Avatar. I guess, I guess you know, with this new live-action show coming out, they want to just make a whole Avatar universe and go the Marvel mm-hmm. way. So I think they'll probably make like an adult Aang show or, you know, or a teenage Aang show. They or- should, like... If they write it as well as the first one, because I'm almost like, can they just remake Korra? Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it's really well received in the fandom. Like, it's all very positive, you know. So, but I also think like people just want more Avatar stuff, so they just accept it and stuff like that. But yeah, it's good. And like, why just not revisit like the character? I mean, we said we wanted to see Ash as an adult. Just show like Toph as an adult, Aang as an adult, like all of them in their prime. And- yeah, like can, like I feel like if they were to remake Aang, maybe he wouldn't have a beard. You know, you like, really don't I, want that beard. I, when I saw him, I was like, "Really, this is an amazing Avatar with his big old weird square beard and like bald head, like and then no mustache." And, I don't know. It was just like this <laughs> fucking beard, like this, like a chin strap. You know, like I was like, "Really." Um, 
like, I, I just need some closure on Azula. Like, what happened to Azula? That's true. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. They didn't mention her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do have, um, which I thought was weird because. So Dante Vasco has a very youthful voice, right? Because he was like, I don't know, forty years old or whatever, and he was voicing Zuko, which actually really worked. Zuko was a teenager. So they got some descendant, I forgot, the grandson of Zuko, who was not a teenager, who was like a man, but it's Zuko's voice. He's, so Dante Basco voices him. And you're just like, the, it just, the, the sound does not match the face. And then you're just like, it's like Zuko, but not, you know? So you're, it was, act, I was actually like, I mean, they, I think they want to bring him back, but I was, I kind of wished it was another voice actor because it really did feel like they just wanted to bring back things for the sake of it versus being like, this guy clearly is an older man. Maybe he should sound like one, but he sounds like a little boy. But, but yeah. also, Tavasco is a man and he sounds like that, so maybe it's okay. But it was, it was just because he has such a distinct voice, so that you just, you just felt really weird, you know? Like, it just yeah. takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah, it did. Like I think there were a lot of details that I was just a bit like, oh, it's hard for me to get into it. But again, like I said, I'm probably going to be so starved for Avatar that I'm like, I'm going to watch Korra season two and complain about that. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's really uh, good. Yeah. I might give it a try after this. Uh, I finished Star Wars Visions, see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have to go. Like, I actually did not eat dinner. <laughs> so oh my hungry. God. <laughs> and my eyes are also like, my contacts are like dry. I'm like, now I can barely open my eyes. So, but this was great. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta actually study. So okay, same thing. Um, and, I mean, this is probably it's a good. You know what? For not recording so long, this is probably might be our longest podcast ever. It's like two hours. We're at two hours and almost two hours and a half now. Yeah, I mean, it kind of shows that even though we take breaks, but the, actually, the longer we don't podcast, the more we actually get start to talk. Because even though we've been doing the voice recording, that's true. Like. We kind of know what's happening in our lives, but we actually don't get to talk about it, like, in depth. We kind of do, so that's why for, like, I think a whole year we just talked about Fast and the Furious because it was just a left, like, we just, you know, which is also fine, too. But it's harder to kind of get in depth with, you know. That's why after the last round of voice recordings, I was just thinking, you know what? Let's just take a break from the recordings and take it to an actual conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So we'll aim to do the big uh, season finale, maybe if uh, if if you and Penguin Ninja have time. Um, yeah. Maybe like after towards the end of his visit, so he could have stories about how he likes Switzerland. Okay, we'll have to find a good time because basically the end of his visit is Christmas time, and that's <laughs> when we have the things. But we'll 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 sort it out. Maybe it might be in the middle of the of the holiday we'll see but um i'll let so i'm talking to him tomorrow to kind of talk about the details and stuff but i'll mention this awesome yeah that would be fun we just get yeah. drunk yeah <laughs> we'll have a couple of drinks at least yes he's not a, i asked, actually asked him today like do you drink alcohol <laughs> just want to know and he drinks but he's not a big drinker so um maybe you and i just get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> yes all right. So, uh, yeah. Um, send me the recording when you can. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone, keep it awkward. Bye. <laughs>